are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Fader Nation, NARM and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firming our cheeks and our pans as flat to the ground and our dice, more often than not, managing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has been watching the cricket. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. If you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Duncan Time Lord Gosling. I, I don't even know what day it is anymore. And Lee Voodoo Doll Parnell. Why I'm saying this, if you want to get rid of it, don't burn it. Welcome to episode 43, the one that I forgot to write the subtitle for. Lee, oh, well, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we are covering our internet famous as we list off our patrons since last show. We'll be going over faces, bases, something, something, where we'll talk about what we've been painting and how many Iranians Duncan has been painting. <laughs> yeah. We'll then be doing You and Who's Army for... Bill White McCarthy Witch Trial Special as we look at 105 points of Team Yankee Soviets. Um, we're then going over an officer answers and then be shooting and scootering. Awesome. Scooting, not scootering. Scootering. No, I quite like scooting. <laughs> Sorry, the girls love size now. I think the girls scootering earlier on the scooters, so it's just come ahead. Yep. Okay, so internet famous. Over to you. Eddie. Yes. So our lovely patron supporters. Uh, so thank you very much to Michael Musore. I probably butchered that. It could be Masore, Masore. I don't know how to pronounce the. Oh God, we we need to take these the reins away from you. you but I know. Oh, it's like, funny. It's funny. Correct pronunciation is coming to your next um, patron yeah. here. I think. Yeah, <laughs> level up. You get a competent person to read them out. <laughs> Ironically, Eddie, considering the number of countries you've been to, I'm just... I know it's great. Why don't I actually speak to them? I'll get the pilots to do that bit. Oh, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I just shout in the radio in the back. Uh, we also have uh, Battle Razor. Razor. That's a hell of a. That's a, a cool name. That's cool. If that's <laughs> his parents must have thought. Do you know what? I'm going to give you a cool name. Battle Razor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? That is awesome. Battle Razor. Take yeah, exactly. this. <laughs> yeah. The Honourable MP for West Surrey. <laughs> I- Seriously, if, someone's, if that was their MP name, I'd, I'd vote for him. I don't get battle they, raiser, they, so they, would I. They could like be, be BNP, and I'd go, you know what? I still call the name, I'm going to vote for you. But it, it sounds a bit like either they're a gladiator from like the 90s, <laughs> or or they're a battle tech mech. I can't decide oh, which. Man. But yeah, it'd be, I'd, be a, I'd be one of those clan, filthy clan mechs, I bet you. Yeah, yeah there you like, go. Like the, 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 cop, the police robot out of Robocop. Just <laughs> in a court of law of a little little wig on. Um, and last but not least, uh, Phil Stone, who we somehow managed to miss previously. Uh, <gasps> da, da, da. So we Apologies, did Phil Stone. Apologies. So I'm going to say your name again. Phil Stone. Phil Stone, Phil Stone, Phil Stone. So now you owe us five pounds a month. Um, I, don't, I don't think it works like that, but it, it can if you want it to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you pledge five pound a month, we'll say your name five times. Wait, it's exactly. We need Candyman as a as it, it a say, in, in front yeah. of a mirror, dark and blue. Yeah. 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 Next week, uh, yeah. So the new patron level supporter of uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, Beetlejuice. 
Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Ah, Mr. Beetlejuice. Which is actually huge. I saw a soda thing about the sizes of planets and suns and stuff, and Beetlejuice is absolutely massive compared to our sun. If you didn't know that, just saying. You've um, got a lot of time in your hands, haven't you, at the moment? I'm just... I have. Yes. Yeah, just... <laughs> yep. is massive. I've been to two places in the entirety of January, and last year I went to 212. Was one of them the toilet? Uh, I'm not sure you can count that. I'm just saying. No, no, yeah. It's, it's here, and I went to the office once to pick up some stuff, and that was it. Was, was the stuff from Battlefront, by any chance? Uh, no, it's work oh. stuff. Oh. Oh. The, the order from Battlefront got lost in the post, so I got the oh. oh my god. The hits just keep on to, coming. It turned out to be challengers, not chieftains. So I know. Uh, now you've got challengers, right? Now I have challengers, yeah. I have challies and chieftains, which was really confusing last episode. Too many C's. Why is everything a C, Lee? Yeah, Lee. Lee. <laughs> I don't I don't know actually why everything can be C. Oh, well, that's your that's your homework. That's my homework. I'll find out why. If anyone knows, answers on a postcard to. If you can beat Lee posting on our page, you may win a prize. Is the prize a box of challenges? I'm just asking. I'm, I'm, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't afford to give that away. I'm on furlough. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. What toys are mine? I've already seen Brownie going around starting to price them up. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> what, along with um, along with your kidney? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Well, oh, that looks... Yeah, that's good and firm, isn't it? Brownie, <laughs> please, please, please don't... Let's stop drink, drinking, Eddie. Go for a <laughs> Yeah. Please stop ironing up my organs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been really helpful to help me work out, mate. What's this all about? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Help how, other that. How, how heavy would you say your liver is? <laughs> Can we make it a little bit lighter because we get the cheaper postage then? Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, so, I, re- I really think you need to cut back your drinking because it's it's just decreasing the value every time. Yeah, every yeah. bowl. <laughs> but you keep her nice in the fridge. For, I keep thinking it's for booze. No, no, no that's not for booze. <laughs> yeah, we've got so much ice. <laughs> just don't fall asleep in the bath. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> faces, faces, something and something. Who's been painting what, boys? Bank bags are not it. I, I've been well. Didn't move in. I've been painting Heinz. Yeah, all Heinz, the Heinz. Got the Heinz done. All well, the, got the first eight Heinz done. All the battlefront ones. Eight do you Heinz. paint them? In, do you paint them in fourths? Fine. Fourths. Yeah, they'd be hind quarters then. Oh, hey! Oh, oh dear God! I, I I should have seen that one coming. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like being in like uh, it's Saturday evening on a in the nineteen eighties. Wait, Jim Bowen just cracked one. Where else am I going to unleash my hobby niche related? Jesus, how long have you been? How long have you been sitting on that? Has that been a while? That's, that's a quality of Michael Barrymore stuff there. Before this, please swimming pool. Please swim, pre, you sunk. You sunk my battleship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pre so how many is that? Then? Yeah. So that is eight heart, eight of twelve Heinz. It's done now. Oh my gosh! See, twelve um, Heinz scares the absolute living bejesus out of me. It doesn't you because you've got eight gophers. So I mean, you're sitting pretty, but <laughs> well, no, they'll be on my side. Uh, oh yeah. 
Sergeant York. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my challenges and Centurions, uh, Chieftains, I did it again. Jeez. Chieftains <laughs> are looking pretty sad. Yeah, blowpipes aren't, aren't going to cut it at that point, are they, Lee? I, I did no. manage to pop into my uh, storage locker. Um, and That sounds like a terrible euphemism. I'm just, just saying. No, and, and, and unfortunately could not locate my, the box with my British Team Yankee forces in. Oh. To, is is this Storage Locker 1 or 2? That's 1. Right. Yeah. Storage Locker 1. Is it right. behind door number 1? Yeah, no. No, there's some stuff at the back that I couldn't quite get access to without tearing it all apart, and I think they're in there. So, oh. no rapiers to shoot down your hinds. You don't need rapiers. So what have you learned about painting hinds that you can impart... Well, I think what I really learned is having them fully assembled was a really bad idea. Um, oh, okay. You did say that, yeah. Uh, if, so I think if you get if you get a paint hinds, then build them up, but keep the um, the, the the wing the sort of the sponsor wings off, and oh. and on the sponsor wings, keep the rocket pods off, and just paint all those separately and assemble it at the end. Oh, okay, that's really good to know. The other thing you, so you tried easier. was modulation, didn't you? Yeah, so I was trying to do the pre-shading again, and the pre-shading did not work at all, because I was trying to do it in two stabs by masking off. And it was a disaster, A, because the paint wasn't too heavy, so the pre-shading was lost anyway. But also, despite my best efforts, the masking didn't quite line up. So I took the masking off, there was like bits of the undercoat showing through, so I had to go back and touch all that manly, at which point it was like, why they bother masking it? So, <laughs> um, extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> So I think what I, what, I, what I worked out was better was just to, um, if you're going to do a two-tone camo, is to just do modulation rather than pre-shading. Yeah. Because that's what I end up doing. I end up trying out um, something new, which was um, the MIG range of sh- what they call shaders. Shaders! Yeah. Which are almost like inks, but for airbrushes. And they're they're I- weird to describe, aren't they? I like, because... I, you showed me like a before and after, and it's night and day. But when you actually look at them going on, they don't do go, it. Yeah, yeah you, I, I, exactly. It was like magic. Dark. I, you it's literally bizarre. put a couple drops in 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 the airbrush. You turn the pressure down very low, and you're spraying it on in like very thin layers. The first time I put it on, I wasn't sure what I'd actually done. I went over again, and I sort of made it, it came out a bit more. But I was just trying to put it on like. Um, the lower half of the hole, the back edge of the um, of the sponsons and the tail fins, um, the, the sort of dips and creases. Um, I probably could have done with putting a third layer on because it's sometimes a bit too subtle in a few places. But on the fins, actually, I can see it and it actually does stick out. And there is like it, a bit of contrast going on for the shading. So they, they are weird things. Um, I bought, I think, five of them, different, different colours. But in the end, I just used dirt, which seemed to be a nice neutral colour, which worked over all three colours on the hind, the blue underside for um, beige, sort of beige-grey colour and the um, green camo. They, they do look really nice. I, I, I really like the canopies as well. I know that sounds a bit funny. Ah, well, there's, a, there's a story of the canopies. Oh, there we go. What, another thing I was trying with the canopies was, like, when I did the links, I, put, I gloss varnished them so I could put transfers on. Then I matte varnished them to seal it all up, and then I went back and painted on gloss varnish again onto the, co- onto the canopies, the glazing. 
So I thought, well, why don't I just try some liquid mask, put that on, and yeah. I won't have to go back and, um, you know, put the gloss varnish on because it'll just be covered. You know, gloss, liquid mask, matte, peel. Bob's your mask. Except for when I tried taking the mask off one of them, it didn't really come off that well. It's like leaving bits in, like the recesses. It was just not peeling off at all. So mm. all of them have still got a slightly matte look because the liquid mask is still on. I haven't actually tried peeling it off the other ones. Yet. Have you? Did you do the little um, paper masking tape tear off tabs? No. Ah, okay. So whenever I've used Mascol or right. that stuff, you scalpel off a tiny little bit of masking tape. And you basically stick half of that onto the middle of the canopy, yep. bend the other half of it back so it's a little like tear off tab. Yep. Then when you paint the mask goal, you only paint over the bit that's stuck to the canopy. So you've got a little bit of masking tape sticking up. Yep. Because then you can just grab the masking tape and it pulls off and it should peel off as a whole skin. Oh, well, okay. I'll try it. Oh, listen to these pro tips. Yeah, I'll try it. Right. Makes me laugh. <laughs> It's, yeah, I built a couple, like building that that B twenty nine again, and I use Masco on that and on the little. Is that what's actually called as well, Masco? Mask Ol. Oh, Mask Ol is okay. a humbral product. It's purpley, purpley pink, and yeah. it's basically a fancy form of copy decks. Yeah, it smells like okay. it, out of layer stuff, and that was the thing it reminded me of when I opened it up. Was it yeah, just like fish, a smell. fish-based PVA glue with a bit oh, of a color, so you can see. We, yeah, it's a bit stinky. Took me back to being in, yeah, back in. So you don't want to lick your brush and. No, you that. don't want to use a nice brush. You need, and I think you need a solvent to clean it as well. Oh dear. Don't think it's water soluble. Forget. Yeah, I tried. I tried washing a brush off in the water and just it, it solidified the liquid mask on it. So it's like, yeah. So you need a solvent. I, your brush when you're yep, doing used an old one for that um it's definitely a skill because it's gloopy stuff and getting it to getting a neat finish is quite difficult um but then a lot of the times you paint it on and if you've got a canopy line you can get a cocktail stick and before it dries or goes tacky you can just quickly wipe down the edge with the cocktail stick and that will give you a finer line oh my yeah. god this is pro tips scale models mate you know how how many how many one seventy second airplanes have I ruined by having crappy canopies? Uh, I don't know. Is that a, is that a rhetorical what? question? Oh, okay. What? <laughs> what? what you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I used to in the air training corps. I was a champion, award winning, uh, aero modeler for my sins. There you go. Do, do they do badges like the scouts? Uh, they do now. Progressively. Oh. Yeah. They're. <laughs> they basically said, "Oh, this is a great idea. Kids love badges. Let's get loads of badges for everything." Yep. Um, whereas before, you only got them for certain things. Um, but hey, things develop and change. So yeah, <laughs> one of them was not calling the police. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> Terrain, pull up. Shots fired. Shots fired. Take this opportunity. Oh, yeah, case. <laughs> yeah, hello, <laughs> the yew tree officer rather than the caseworker. <laughs> Your tax dollars hard at work. I appreciate the fact that last one made a yew tree reference. I think Darren, one of our, one of our patrons, <laughs> yeah, being Canadian, had to look it up and was quite, quite quietly horrified at what yew tree was. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's educational. You can find out all the deep horrors of 1970s British TV culture. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it yeah. certainly makes you think about the letters BBC differently. Oh, dear. <laughs> On that yeah. note, Duncan, what have you been painting? I've been painting Iranians. Oh, really? Yeah, but, 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 amongst other things. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm just, as we speak, finishing the basing on uh, Bassage Company 5. They don't have names, they just have numbers now. It's just a lot easier. <laughs> um, and how many, uh, And this, uh, when you say Bassage Company, how many yes. stands of infantry is that? Uh, that's just nine AK stands and four RPGs. Oh my God. So that's, yeah, that's number five done. Um, and number six is undercoated and prime behind me. So that, that will be nearly halfway because I've got 13. Lucky 13. So uh, seven will be halfway. Wow. That's insane. It's a lot of stands. But it's going to be really, really scary when they all come out at once. So, you know. The, the table falls off the stand. Well, as in, I laugh at people with armor. Uh, <laughs> you brought an AT22 gun. Uh, <laughs> how many points you, yeah. you spend on that? <laughs> uh, they, they, they're getting there. They're, they're, I, I'm trying to break them up now because not because it's hard, but because it's just repetitive. Because the, uh, <laughs> there's actually quite a lot of variety. You can do things in different ways on the figures, but ultimately the figures are all the same. Yeah. So, so there are, you know, there's only so many finite things you can, ways you can paint them, I think. But I've, I've did a bit of um, looking around this time and actually um, got some source photos and I've started painting again ridiculously on this many figures, but they had different colored bands that I actually put over the top of their helmets. So I to identify the companies, I'm now going to go with different bands. Right. So, yeah. Well, these these have got red bands. Uh, the the first company I did have got no bands. The next company will be white bands, and then I'll have to like, look up I'm and see. The crew supporters. The other ones are Metallica. Exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, they they're coming along. I'm I'm looking forward to you know getting them actually on the tabletop. Um, but also to break them up, I've painted. I've finished off the KV8s, so they're done Ooh. Um, with all the mud, which I'm very happy with the mud. Oh yeah, mud, that looks great. So I'm actually quite happy with the way they come out, and I've uh, I've just finished as well uh, some Valentines. So well, they're not quite finished; they're like 95% done. So uh, the Valentines are done in the same way; they just need the wash applying to the mud, and then uh, some little details painted, like the bore of the t uh, the gun and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's my Soviets ticking along. Um, right. I think I've got them down now. I, I've they, actually. Oh, sorry, mate. They look very. They look very good. I was thinking about this today. They look kind of cartoony, but in a good way, if that makes yeah. sense. So, Stylized, but yeah, not. yeah, they're not they're not grim and, and gritty. They're actually quite caricature-y. Caricature I don't know if that's a word. That sounds like a Far Eastern dish. Right, um, painting. Yeah, but I'm quite happy with how they've turned out, and I think it will apply well to the guns and things. The only thing I'm quite not quite sure about is putting like um, transfers and things actually on them at all. Because I don't know how that would work. You, what? I not I don't know about Russian tactics, but other places they tend to just scrub the whitewash off. Yeah. So oh, you could yeah. 
do your green base coat and then put the decal on that little square. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm, I might lean towards. But also I found that a lot of the um, numbering appears to be white. So that wouldn't, you know, the numbering would kind of get expunged almost. So um, the I red probably, star might be the only thing that actually appears. Yeah, I, that's probably why I probably would um, expose it. Because they'll do that just so you've got like um, a, you know, a ID mark on them. Yeah. So that, that's cool. Um, I've got most of my stuff. That I've, I'm going to have a bit of a building session, I think, tomorrow watching the Super Bowl as well, try and get some Super Bowl. more more bits together. But I've um, I've undercoated as well um, the infantry. But I'm, I don't think I've got a right, the right colour for their uniform. So I'm not sure if I can actually attack them yet. I can't remember if I've got that on order or not. Oh. Soviet, I think it is actually called Soviet uniform, I think. Is it Soviet uniform or is it English Russian, uniform? Russian uniform? Russian uniform. Someone's uniform. I can't remember. I'd have to look in the. There's quite a lot of Valeria paints called something uniform. It's like a yeah. Japanese uniform. It's a Soviet uniform. It is actually sorry, Russian uniform. It actually doesn't appear to be used by any Russians. No, um, non-uniform uniform. Yeah. I'd have to look at my uh, colours of war book, which is currently uh, the tray that the, uh, they are sitting on. So I'd, I'd have to work that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got, <laughs> I've got. I think I've got the the painting for the um, the vehicles down on pat now, and I think the next experiment's going to be um, actually I might put some guns together because the guns I can use the same technique for the, the guns themselves. Yeah. Um, but the it means I can try painting some uh, crew infantry and see how that works. I got some uh, Valhallen Blizzard from Games Workshop to try as well. That stuff is awesome. So again, I think I think actually the, the mud effect works because it's different textures of mud, like it's different things layered on top of each other. I think I'm going to try yeah. that with the snow as well. So what's about so, having what's about having stuff? It's, it's like a technical paint. So essentially, from what I can work out, is it's like I used to use for snow the um, bicarbonate soda and PVA glue with some white paint. Right. Um, but the problem I found with that is that even if you put the white paint in, it did eventually go sort of yellowy color. So you end up with yellow snow, and no one wants yellow snow. I mean, you know, that's that's not that's not hygienic. <laughs> um, so uh, this is apparently like one of their technical paints. So like Sterling mud, mud um, right. and you use a little spatula tool thing, or in my case, a really old knackered brush, and then just sort of smear it onto the base, and it, it kind of has a it, let, it lets you have a, like a three D snow rather than a flat snow. Oh, awesome! Yeah, it's what so, I made the snowman yeah. of. Ah, ah, okay. That, that, was that. Me, that was me testing out that stuff as a side project. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, <laughs> everyone everyone, everyone else in my family who lives further up north was like, oh, we've got loads of snow, was taking loads of pictures, and then being right on the coast, I had nothing. Yep. Um, so, I built my own 15mm snowman out of green stuff as an excuse to test out this snow cover. Um, yeah. And it does – the texture's amazing. I, would, I think you might struggle with a brush – it's just kind of dumping it on. I don't know. Yeah, what I find is when you need something to flatten it down, because otherwise it's designed for okay. 28 mil texture, so it's quite deep. That's uh, fine. So you, I used, I've got one of the old uh, GW sculpting tools. Yep. So I just use that to kind of apply I've got, it. I've got a handy dandy uh, Starbucks limited uh, oh, yeah, yeah. texture spreader. There you okay. go. <laughs> But I've got, and I also I've got some uh, the War War World basing stuff from Warlord Games, and it's like a mixture of dead grass and snow, like yeah. flock. 
So I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do what I, I do with most stuff, which is kind of cheat. Um, so don't think too hard about it, but like mix stuff in. So yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, trying to rather than trying to create the illusion of having multiple textures, I'm just going to use multiple textures. And then yeah, the only thing I'd say is the that that will work really well. Um, but the white I found because I didn't pre-paint the green stuff and I stuck the snow over it, and you do yep. get some. It doesn't cover completely. Oh uh, no! What you've got underneath is going to peek through, which is great if you've got what you you know sensible colors underneath. Well, I think I'm going to base them similar to how I base, uh, like for example, the um, Northwest Europe stuff. So it'll be sand and rocks, and then I'll probably paint it something like a light grey. I got the not London grey. This might be sky grey. Sky grey. Yeah. Um, so I might give them a thin, like a thin down paint of sky grey, and then dry brush it white, or uh -huh. something like that, so that it's got a colour underneath it. So I sand, then a thin. Uh, do I want to do that? Now, what I might do actually is I, I the sand down first, then a wash of something like Agrax or a thin down brown wash, right? Um, to give it some depth on the sand, and then dry brush the sky grey over the top rather than it being a, a yellowy, you know, sandy color, it'll be white and frosty, and then start dumping sand and um, sorry, dumping the Valhalla and stuff and the other stuff on top of it, then and then just the old tuft sticking through. That'd be perfect. So I think I've got an idea. Again, I've got an idea. I think of how I'm going to do it, but like the um, like the way I wanted to do the vehicles, it's probably going to need actually applying something and seeing if it even vaguely works. But it gives me some variety then from painting uh, Iranians. Like many, many Iranians. The other contrast of going from you know really hot place to a really cold place is so. yeah, we're just yeah, it's just <laughs> trying to keep everything uh, I, I, yeah a, a bit different, I guess. There's nothing temperate about this man. But it's quite cool. I mean, the, the other thing with the Soviets is painting them. I've got no idea of a list. So I'm just painting stuff for the sake of it, if that makes Yeah. You know. So um, I'm quite quite content doing that. Whereas the Iranians are definitely, I need to get all this painted because um, I need to get that done. Um, oh, actually, did I did, did I talk about the, I think I did last time, the Cobras, didn't we? I think we could yes, talk about yeah. them last time. I think they're done. So that's that's all I've been up to, I think. I think that's everything. Oh, and my snow, um, my smoke markers. Oh yeah, he smokes. Yeah, they're, they're really nice looking. Yeah, so I've done the deserty ones of those, and I've just got the um, sort of the European ones um, to finish off tonight as well. But that's just uh, war bases, fifty mil round, MD two mil MDF bases that I think were a quid for eight. Yeah, and then. So and then just I just base them how I base infantry, and then um, it's teddy bear stuffing on the tops of the smoke. So I dumped a load of wood glue down on top of it, and then just blobbed a um, hat like a, a tuft of that and down. I think it works all right. Lee and I were talking about a little bit of that uh, the other night, weren't we? About I, I wasn't sure how useful they'd be in Team Yankee, but I got quickly corrected. Yeah, but definitely. Um, even team, even in a game with thermal, thermal vision. It still impacts the thermal vision ability to see beyond six inches where it is. Yeah. So it's well, it's still well worth taking if the enemy's got like Abrams and stuff. It forces them to at least move out, which might get them out of cover and stuff like that if they want to shoot you. I just thought as well the other thing I have painted, which I completely forgot about, which are on, and the reason I forgot about them is because they're on no kind of schedule whatsoever. The pack <laughs> 43, 41s. Because, <laughs> because Mike. Yeah, because because someone mentioned D Day and I went, oh. 
you know what I've got for my 21st Panzer that I haven't painted yet? I mean, other than the, you know, the assault gun company that I really need to get around <laughs> to at some point. But I've got these huge honking great bloody howitzer trails with like a massive honking great gun on them. I didn't realize just how big they were until I assembled them. They Bond, are they're called Bond ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but they're just in, they're stupid. Like they, they don't even fit on a base. Like they wouldn't fit on two large bases. I don't think it's mental. I don't know I how I'm going to transport them. Well, that's obviously the problem they had with them was that they were, you know, too big and clumsy compared to the relatively compact cruciform ones. They eventually, obviously, would go to. Well, it was a temporary stopgap, wasn't it? Because it's a um, 105 mil howitzer. It's a classic World it? War Two thing. If we want this recoil tank gun, how can we get it quickly? Let's just shove it on the biggest artillery chassis we have. <laughs> that's practical. It's like a 17 pound in the desert. You know, we just shove it onto a 25 pound, 25 pound yeah. chassis. Does that work? Mm, yeah, oh really? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, they're, they're works enough. They're really cool, and actually, they're quite quick to paint. Because I forgot that I had a can of German grenadier spray paint for the Ooh, crew. Nice. You know, uh, you know, in the, in the times we live in, where uh, single cans of uh, chaos black spray are now going for fifty quid on eBay. <laughs> um, are they? Yeah, have you not seen that? Oh, it's just a price. Oh, uh, who's realised that? We're... There's a bit of a shortage at the moment. There, there is. I, I, I hunted down some, and actually, there's something if you are looking for it. Uh, Dice Saloon's got some in, just saying. Um, but the uh, Zandri Dust Spray and the Death Guard Green, I was looking for those, and they're quite hard to get hold of at the moment. Yeah, cause you, go, you get through that Zandri stuff, dust stuff, don't you? Zandri Dust is God. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why the people, you know, this is not like a known thing. Zandri Dust is amazing for Germans, for any kind of. Um, Dunkel Gelb painted kit, but I mean it's also great as a base coat for anything deserty. So anything favour nation or yeah. Are you talking oh, about armor? Or are you talking about infantry? Armor, yeah. The infantry it makes a great basis for um, splinter camo. Okay. Cause, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying now. Because I one of the reasons I switched over to fur brown for infantry was because I just hate blocking in the base what the actual base the actual base base yeah really yeah it just takes like with textured sand it just takes forever you just sit in there like just cheat just thin it down wash it on no Honestly. yeah even then but then you get it too thin and the sand shows or the, the undercoat shows through and but with the with the fur brown it's like pfft. Okay, well, that's the base coat for my base dye, then. You know, just dry brush okay. a couple of layers over the top. No, I mean, I used to base coat everything brown as well because it's a kind of neutral, warm colour. Yeah. So if it's, you're painting green, it's not offensive um, if anything's showing through. Um, if you're painting, um, you know, like an English uniform, that's probably not too far off the mark as a base coat, a shaded base coat anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I just found, I just, yeah, for the Germans, Andrew Dust is brilliant for a camo. Um, camo smock so if you've got a lot of figures that are painted in camo smock it's actually sometimes quicker to quicker. paint them yeah. as Andrew Dustin is to paint them the grenadier because the trousers are actually not too bad to paint yeah but yeah. um these are the other way around because a lot of them are not camo smocked because they're actually um I didn't realize these, these are actually a mid-war ballista I didn't realize you can't take the tow gun version in late war they're all cruciform yeah, well, I, I, I know we discussed this previously for twenty first yeah. pan. Twenty first Panzer had the old barn door ones, so yeah, just just use up use up their um 
pack 43 rules and just oh yeah just ha- i'll hamper myself it's fine but yeah I, I just, <laughs> a lot of them don't have the there's not many they've got the camo smocks or the um helmet covers or not oh, as many models are mid war. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So them. it's fine. You know, just hammered them with the grenadier green, and they they worked. Came out nicely. Gives cool. them a good good coat, and yeah, it's it quite nice to actually paint them. It's a bit worrying. I don't want to get drawn back into painting more Germans. I can't get off target. Stay on target. <laughs> so yeah, that was the other thing. But they're they're super cool guns. I, I, they're going to die to artillery barrage the first time they come out, but they're they're really cool. Nice. Um, what have you been painting, Eddie? Uh, so what I, did, I did the the B twenty nine was last list. I did that snowman, um, yeah, just for fun. And then I got into a bit of a building craze, and I built a, a out of scale uh, Panzer and Sherman Firefly. Oh yeah, that's the weird little dumpy the things, little chibi. <laughs> the oh, yeah, he popped up on a a thing from the tank museum. And they were asking here basically if you we'll put an order in. Um, so a little bit of my birthday when I left, got those and a couple of Haynes manuals for the Panther and the B29. Appropriately. Are awesomely good. Really I've got, good. Got the Vulcan ones somewhere, I think. Oh man, yeah. And they were they were eight pounds in the sale as well. So Oh sweet. Yeah. Well the owner's guides, yeah. Yeah. And they, they go through all lots of geeky levels of bits and pieces but also give you a general idea as well so it's not just copious amounts of text it's lots of information and diagrams and pictures and things like that um and then i've been doing some mansions of madness some of the monsters just been sticking on some contrast paints on those guys mm-hmm. a bit more of my british late war infantry platoon oh yes um and then i did a whole chunk of my early war brits you did. That was your hobby that wheel was my of... Wheel of hobby focus. Yeah, and they got done. Out. Um, I didn't touch the Matildas in the end because I realised that the infantry platoon, the motorbikes for the infantry platoon, and the eighteen pounders were all very flat, block coloured, tabletop standard, um, and the basings left a lot to be desired. <laughs> um, so I basically went through, re-detailed. Well, first of all, touched up a couple of chips and bits and pieces that had happened to him from playing um went through redetailed all of the models added in things like the water bottles had the little they've got the little webbing cruciform strap on them haven't they yeah oh yeah so bits like that made sure they they've early war they had gas capes which are rolled up at the top of the backpacks put those in um retouched some of the the the, the skin and stuff and just lots of bits and pieces um and gave Is them it- all the nice is this what you're asking about faces? Because you were saying that you wanted to talk about how to paint faces. Yeah, I was interested. I, I realised before I bug you guys, I realised I've got a load of books on painting that I can sit there and read and look for new ideas first. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, reading it's overrated, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Really, it's just, it's um, for nerds, isn't it? Well, it's just <laughs> a general thing that I'm just looking at models, going, well, what would I like to do? What would I like to develop in my painting to get better? Now that I'm actually doing some. Um, I think faces, like we say, yeah, faces, bases, something, something. Faces is one of the ones that could do a bit of work. Um, the other thing I'm working on is my dad has got me making a, thir- a 135th scale German tank commander, mm-hmm. um, oh, cool. which is a 
really nice Tamiya sculpt, like a new crisp. Um, so that's going to be pushing me out of my comfort zone in terms of skin. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a different... I mean... Oh, it's a whole different kettle of fish to 15 that, mil. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. 15 mil's pretty straightforward, I think. Um, yeah. Well, it is relatively straightforward, I think, compared to, to that scale. I mean, even 28 mil. Do you... Do we want to talk about that? Or are we going to save that for another another time? Let's save it for another time. We'll go, I'll go have okay. a hack at it a bit um, later on, and then I'll come back with my failures. And <laughs> well, maybe next time round we can just have a segment called Faces. <laughs> yeah, Faces. <laughs> faces from the A team. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant Colonel. Mm. So yeah, no, I, I for my early war Brits ended up finishing off and redoing all of the basing flock as well. Yeah, they, they, it is amazing how I don't know when you painted them, but I'm just thinking about to the the way I used to do bases and stuff like that. And I think there's so many more options than even like five years ago for products oh, yeah. to make stuff look awesome. Well, I, mean, I, I did these for the Attack Devices game show, which I went to with Ben three years ago, four years ago. Oh gosh, <laughs> right at the beginning of version four. Okay. It was a conversion book. And I remember that because I was doing all the driving, I ended up running out of time. And I think I think it's one of the ones where I ended up to finish oh, the God. pieces off. I went and went around the show in the morning and bought some tufts. And as <laughs> did the old glue the tufts on the base as you deploy them. Nice. <laughs> when you say the old, you mean that's just what you do now. Uh, no. <laughs> not Standard operating procedure, just yeah, just glue yeah. these on. Well, <laughs> just 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 knowing knowing what you can do to make make it look a little less terrible. Yeah, it's bad when you get your opponent to help you. Yeah. Oi, mate. I'm sorry. I'll tell you yeah, what. I'll buy you a tea, but yeah. In <laughs> fact, have you got any base? Have you got any tufts with you? What do you mean you haven't got any tufts? What's wrong? Yeah, with we've you? got your super glue as well. <laughs> yeah. Super glue, Jesus. Yeah, spray with activator. It's fine. <laughs> So no, yeah, finished off finished off those guys quite nice and quickly. So it's time for another it's, it's wheel of hobby focus. Wheel of focus. Da, da, da. We need some music for this. We need some intro music, like a terrible like eighties like Jeez. game show cheese. Yeah. Warming it up. Oh, interesting. Oh, that sounds disappointing. Well, it's flames of war early again. Oh, okay. It's telling you to do those Matildas, isn't it? It is. Okay. You cheated last time. Oh, no, no, it's going to be now. It's not going to be the Matildas, is it? What's it going to be? Oh. Oh, God. Luftlandestrom Forschenjäger. Oh, my God. Have you got anything left to paint for that? Yeah, I've got another four gliders to finish off. Um, but also, it is scattered to the four winds. So you've got no idea where it is? No, no, I know. I, well, I, I know I found various platoons of them over, but because they were, I did some of them in smocks. Right. Um, rather than the strictly just early war, you know. Yes, yeah, kind of one, yeah. Blue, yeah. Um, so they've ended up, the same models have been used for like mid war, they've also been used. Uh, <laughs> Late war in the 
desperate measures, desperate pleasures lists. Oh, for Porsche Media. As ad, well, no, just ad hoc like mortar platoons and things like that. Okay. So I had a whole, you know, it, I thought it was quite cool to have like smatterings of different services as yeah. different platoons in this ragtag camp group. Some some Luftwaffe, yeah, crew yeah, that's yeah, been pressed in the service and. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, that's some, cool. I get all those cooks. guys together and finish them up. Finish off the gliders that I've got to do some decals and stuff. That's exciting, actually. Oh no, he's gonna. That means we're gonna end up talking about Lufthansa forever again. No. Just <laughs> until, yeah, it does. Just until I get the special release book just for me. Or the early war Lufthansa. Yeah. Claims of Fez. You heard it here first. Battlefront have committed to the early war. <laughs> but we just spam enough fake news. Yeah. I could eventually, if everyone goes, when's this coming out? We've heard all about it. That's it when, when Phil turns around and goes, oh my God, are we working on that? Have we been, have I, did I miss that? Was that an email? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you have been, mate. What, what, what do you mean yeah. you've not done it yet? You agreed last meeting. Yeah. Look, it's here. It's written down. It's the old switch and bait. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely written down. Look, why is it written down in pen and everything else is typed? Well, you know, it's just, yeah, you what? know. Oh, that's like, yeah, what's your, what's your energy tank? Oh, it's 113. What? I mean, yeah. one pencil, but yeah. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> you worry about your tank save, mate. You let, you let me worry about my energy tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's going to be cool. Must be a good thing to kind of crack on with. Does that, do you need some clement weather for that, or can you do it? No, the... So I ran, I did the sensible list the first time I ran them, which is the first time I ever went to Warfare, um, which had one platoon on the ground and only one platoon landed it. Okay. Um, and then I ran it, I ran another one, because you, you get the guns, I've got the little uh, two centimetre guns, pack 36s, and the two centimetre AA. Which I had toes oh, for, yeah. so I had the little um, motorcycle uh, motorcycle guys to run, you know, to give them a reason why they're keeping up with these glider forces. Yeah, um, and then the very last platoon, last game I went, I ran them was at Entoyment, and we did. I went, I went full of Landestrom. So, so everything I, landed in. I think I had, a, I want to say, eleven gliders. Nice. Oh my god! Everything, yeah, everything was in gliders. So I'll just re well what doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> it was fun. It was a case of going to the opponent. Okay, so turn one is going to take a little bit of time, but by then we'll know who's going to win or not. So turns yeah. two, three, and four. If we get to turn four, I'll be amazed. We'll go very quickly. Yeah. Oh no, you've brought hedges. Oh no. Oh, don't. It was, oh. The rules were both really terrifying and at the same time kind of ludicrous because you could, if you wanted to push it, only the fuselage counted for the landing roll. Not the wings. Not the wings because the wings would just, you know, shear off. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you could end up with some really, really interesting, you know, landings going down a street in the middle of a town. <laughs> just get your wind direction right. Choose your wind direction. Ballsy, ballsy right. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It was the old version three where you had to roll for your wind direction. And if you're attacking, you could choose to re-roll it. 
because <laughs> you might have an idea of where you were going. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, do I? Oh, if I could come in here. Uh, no, all right, re-roll it. And you're like, oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah, north? Why is he going north? He wants to go north. Yeah. <laughs> that means I'm landing back towards my own lines. That's, that's the sea. That's the sea. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. There we go. That's true. So you got final right. first. Operation Find Lift Landers then. Oper- yeah, Operation get Locate. Get the band back together. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, you and whose army? Yes. Yep. The, the, the witch trial challenge. Bill, <laughs> Bill White McCarthy witch trial. Yes. Goddamn <laughs> commies. Sounds like an 80s band. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, top fan Bill White has block. asked us in an officer answers. He asked, What do you think a 105 point Team Yankee Soviet list should include? We've then taken that and turned it into a whole segment. Because <laughs> that's how we, we are. Free content is the best content. Yep. You know what's better than free content? More free no- content? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is. Nothing. Um, no, it's quite an interesting question because I think that's the. Uh, Lee and I were pondering this again. I th- we think that's the new limit for TY. I think it's the US. About what, yeah, yeah, American tournament. Yeah. I also like I remember, how. We did- we look to have gone completely different directions. Uh, have we? Okay. I haven't seen Eddie's list. I'm going to, oh, it's right. going to be interesting here. Yeah. I don't so know what you've got, Eddie. The mission brief was, as he said, it was basically for a tournament list. So he said, no holds barred, 105-point team, team Yankee Soviet list. Yep. Um uh, me, and Eddie, uh, me and Duncan were sort of like say chatting this through last night where we were painting and came up with something and then we basically threw a challenge Eddie late last night obviously he so he's unprepared yeah yep. Yep. so it's thinking, thinking on his feet oh, that's, that's alright because I procrastinated the entire day and made the list five minutes before we started recording <laughs> or as we like to call it normal yeah fair start I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm still gluing the tufts onto the list right now well, you think I like to think you just operate better under under pressure. My screen is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> just keep asking yourself, this is right, yeah? Yeah, this is right. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah. Crap, where's that team gone? Oh, here it is. Alright, so, right. I think we should do it in reverse order of posting the lists on, so be so Eddie goes first. Okay. So I'm gonna caveat it, it here. In the I still haven't got my head around the Team Yankee meta, so to speak. Okay. Okay. So this is not an optimal choice. What I did is I was like, I'm going to take the no holds barred list that I think will do as well as I can, but using the models and stuff that I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so what you're familiar with rather than... Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. So what See, I know how it works, what I know how it u- how to use it without it going to. Well, there is something to be said about that when you go into a tournament, knowing what your stuff does. It yeah. sounds stupid, but actually having having that down on pat is better than trying to take something that you've read off the internet and never played with. Yeah, I, I, so, I would. Yeah, that's my opinion. My my two cents. So for that reasoning, it's a T seventy two tank battalion. What? That's insanity. I know. Well, I have loads of T-72s, so in my mind, T-72 is the way to go. Okay. <laughs> I've justified all of these purchases 
because they're good, right? Yeah, exactly. So one HQ. Yep. The first platoon, which is going to be on the board, is seven T-72s upgraded to have mine-clearing devices. Because handy. So you got three? So three, yep. So three of the seven have mine-clearing devices. You then have a second company, which has nine T-72s in it. Jeez, nine? Nine in one, one so that's the second company. You then have a BMP-1 motor rifle company, Okay. Which is nine BMP strong. So that's the full size one, isn't it? That's the medium one. It's not the full shebang. Oh, is it you not? BMP one. So BMP one. You've got nine BMP ones, which gives you seven AK seventy four teams, six RPGs, and then you get the two PKM LMG machine guns. Yep. Right. Now to enable you to get those. And your and or your T seventy two, depending on what mission you're playing. Because I mean that for me, those BMP ones are a major cool castling force. Because you sit there with all of your infantry, depending on what the opponent's artillery's got. And then you've got the, the lovely BMP one Saga missiles as well. Yeah. Yeah. So at the same time, the seven T seventy twos I've got um, a BRDM-2 recon platoon yep. of four BRDM-2s. Okay. Uh, for two reasons. First of all, that gives you enough area that you can get, you can scout the seven T-72s with the commander. Yep. So you, if you get a scout move, you can then get those guys up. It also gives you survivability in that you can keep half your platoon alive out of line of sight while still... Pushing with the other two. Uh, what the, with the BRDMs? Yeah, yeah. So, so they get wiped throw, out. So you're not throwing away an easy point. There's oh, a lot to be said to that. Yeah. Actually, I, I like that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because originally I, I put two. Ask. Originally, yeah. I put two uh, BMP ones in, and then I thought, yeah, okay, that's nice. They've got the missiles. However, there, you lose one. The other guy's testing till he runs away, and if you lose another platoon, you're losing. Your, your tournament points whereas yeah. if you've got four of them for the same price yes they're not, not as, like they're not as combat effective but they can still press up they've still got a ton of machine guns to stop a sneaky you know sneaky beaky infantry platoon or to put pressure on infantry that's running away from a you know artillery. I like that thought process I hadn't thought about that but the yeah. survivability is there um, speaking about artillery I've got three carnations yep um, and then, only because they're so expensive, two Tunguskas. Okay. Because that gives you a threat with the missiles for AA, as well as they're not useless if your opponent has no air assets. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, all of that is information. <laughs> Sorry. So it's just yeah. one formation block um and the reason it's nine t72s is nine t72s are 42 points which means that it's the only unit that has to go in reserve nice ah uh, he's he's oh he's talked about this yes well, it's, it's, it's some really point, fo- you know it's nothing it's nothing super fancy but that to me means that you don't get carried away with it mm. if you if you if you go you can put pressure and be brave 
the 1772s with the commander can put pressure on something. The BMPs yep. are big enough and mean enough to look after themselves. Carnations can counter battery support. And nine T-72s turning up from reserves is going to upset people. It's a lot to deal with. I mean, the problem the T-72 has is there's better, there's better options in the Soviet list. Yes. But, it doesn't, but it doesn't make the T-72 bad. No, this is what we were saying, weren't we, last night? They, it's not a bad... Because I was saying that I don't think there's anything bad in the Soviet list. There's stuff that's better than other stuff, but it's not bad. It's not you know, demonstrably rubbish and you should never look at it. This T-72 just suffers a bit by being, I think, a, a tad expensive. But it's yeah. not terrible at all. Definitely not. Especially when you've got, like say, the thought process they just put there with it all. Well, the fact it's got one a one-drop reserve is always handy. Mm. I was going to poo-poo it for being T-72s, but actually any talking it through has just gone, actually, no, okay. It's not the list I would take, but I think that could be still be a list that actually does surprisingly well, just simply because, like I say, the logic going into it is pretty sound. Yeah, and then the, the, I mean, these guys are, you know, good courage, good skill, or good good courage, rather. You're not going to do anything fancy with them, but no. they should hold their own, as long as you don't get too carried away. Well, yeah, the plan, I guess the plan if you're defending is you stick the infantry on one of the objective and go, there you go. They're yep. over there. You're probably not going to go for that one, so I've just got to defend this other one. Yeah, I, 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 hmm. the only thing you have got have got to go against it is its ability to do a high end armor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to, thankfully, let's say for T twenty two T seventy two is packing, let's say the full you know, the complete uranium rounds. So it's got eight tank twenty two. Yeah. On its main gun, but um, that's still marginal against the front armor twenty shot. And obviously, it's got it's got stabilizers, so you can you, know, you can go for help lever. And nine, nine of them shoot nine shots. All right, you'll get a, you'll get a couple of shots with a plus one to hit into the flanks. Just yep. near get to his flanks. But then the carnations drop smoke. That buys you some time. So it's doable. They say doable, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's that's the thing. You know, and it's also you've got how many? Where's my numbers? That's seventeen T seventy twos. That's yes. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that is, that's going to have an effect as well. Plus, plus the nine BMPs. Yeah, so the BMP one, it's it's hard to quantify because the psych is showing its age. It was eight tank nineteen, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not quite as good as the spandrels on the on the modern BMPs, but um. But then when you rock up with your, you know. What's, what's them 60s? What's their front armour? 15? Mm, yeah, 16, something like that. 15, 15. Oh, it's 15. So, it, it's to deal with stuff like that and, and yeah. your light armoured vehicles and your horde, leopard, yeah. leopard ones and stuff like that. It's, it's basically to go, well, that's another nine shots that you've now got to think about. A rocky horde, yeah, that's, that's got a ray about it because it's got anti-tank 14 T-55s and that is going to yeah. be... Uh... Yeah, there you go. That's my little T seventy two list. T seventy twos. Who'd have thunked it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think you can make people panic with that. Well, nine T seventy twos will do that to you if they're coming on from reserve or P on your flanks. Yeah. 
you know, because if you've got it right, because, you, you know, if you focus on those nine, what are the other eight doing? Yeah. They've still got to shoot them. They still, they still require something to blow them up. Yeah. So, who was, who was next last? I me. Think yep. It's me. I was second. So I went the other way around because I went Soviet tanks. Soviet tanks are for losers. Who uses Soviet tanks? <laughs> Not me. Um, so I went with BMP2s. So I, I love the BMP2. I think it's awesome. Uh, I've, I've always had a soft spot for it. I don't know why. It just looks, it's just a cool looking thing as well. So I went, I had to have a little word with myself though, because at one point I did put a BMP1 command vehicle in and I had to, <laughs> I had to change that because I think it's more efficient to have a BMP1, but I couldn't do it. So for maximum efficiency, yeah, you probably want to switch the BMP2 command vehicle out for a BMP1 because it costs a point less. It's supposed you... to be all in, mate. I know, but I, I, I still couldn't look myself in the, You still have to, you know, wake up, look in the mirror and go, yeah, I'm that person. So um, <laughs> I couldn't do it. But that, yeah, I, that would be something I think you could save, shave a point there, definitely. So it's a BMP2 uh, commander um, by himself. Then it's two full-strength BMP2 rifle companies, which is 10 AK-74s, nine RPGs, two PKM light machine guns, and the extra gremlin. So that gives you 13 BMP2s in each section. Nice. Jeez. So that's that's a lot of, you know, a lot of punch. And actually, I was I was considering not taking the gremlins, but um, talking it through, we were like, well, actually, you're just paying two points for another BMP2. It's not the fact that the gremlin's any good. Yeah. It's the fact it's another, you know, another vehicle. No, it's a down range, yep. Exactly. And I, I gave them all uh, the RPG um, 7VR anti-tank um, teams as well instead of the RPG sevens, yeah. so that's the one with the the, the dual um, dual warhead. So that's that's going to make them something you do not want to assault. Can the HQ take that upgrade as well? well the HQ uh, the RPG teams. No. no. Oh, well, there you go then. Yeah. But <laughs> but that gives you eighteen of those as well. So I think that's the most efficient way to do that. So you've got nine in each um, company then that are you know. That's going to mess someone up if they want to try and attack you with armor. So the idea with that is that, you, yeah, you deter anyone trying to take you on with any kind of armored force to the front. Um, the, the missiles should be sufficient to take out um, most MBTs um, or at least make them think twice about just sitting in front of 13 of them. Yeah, you've got enough shots. You can you can fish for ones. Yeah. You can say they take 20. You know, it's not... It's, it's... It's not unviable as a tactic just to fire out if it goes out each turn. So, so that's the core, that's the real backbone of the list. Um, and then information I've got as well, some spandrels because they're cheap and you can have them in formation. So that's another three of those. So they're 18, 19. So again, even if they don't do anything, they're just yeah, another platoon. I, I thought they were 19. Spandrels are 21. Sagas oh. are 19. Oh, okay. In that case, they're even better. So definitely take them <laughs> for two points. Um so yeah, for a couple of points out, throw them in. Uh, carnations again, because why wouldn't you? Uh, for five points, have some you know reliable uh, artillery you can uh, pop in. Uh, I then took a seven T sixty two tanks because I like the T sixty two. I think it's um, quite well points. Um, I think it's still got enough hitting power. I think it's eighty twenty one, where it makes it you know it's still quite efficient and it will just blow up as easily as a T seventy two. So why? Pay the points for a T72. <laughs> you take um, the missile upgrade for them. 
I didn't. I didn't take the stabbers because I looked at that, but um, that just gives you the extra range. And actually, I think that you could potentially be quite aggressive True. with them. So yeah. I'm not sure I want them to tap back and doing anything. Yeah. I think I'd rather be hiding with them um, than, than uh, trading long range shots. Because um, I don't think 21's really going to, you know, de- terrify anyone particularly into doing anything different. So um, they're the cheapest chips. And I think they'll be my kind of mobile um, hitting power, I guess. Um then I've got uh, two BMP1s, which I'm now debating about whether I should put in two BRDM instead um, for two points. Um, and then four Shilkers and four Gaskins. So that gives me, <laughs> that's a lot of stuff in, in formation. It's about 90 points out of 105 that's all in formation. So I, I, I even, think... I, even just that is going to be crammed into your deployment area. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I went for, I prefer the multiple systems. Because I can sit the Gaskins at the back. They're not going to terrorize anyone with, you know, the, the little missile. But, you know, if, if no one's got any anti-air, then they just hide. Uh, sorry, sorry, if no one's got any air that they need to do anything with, they can just hide. Uh, and the Shilkers are, you know, the Shilkers are a workhorse. They'll, they'll do something. I don't know what they'll do, but, die. you know, yeah. probably. Probably die spectacularly. But, um, yeah, I, I, I always like them. I, I, I think we've talked about it before, and I, I prefer the dedicated resource stuff. So I did yeah. look at the Tunguskas, but I prefer just this thing shoots this. I don't need the multi-purpose, I think. Um, and then in my support slot, I took, uh, first thing I did was take an artillery observer for a point, because the next unit I took was three toss. Three toss one. <laughs> um, I knew that was going to appear. I knew that. <laughs> I just think if, if it just solves the problem of, uh, I've got, I'm facing a lot of infantry. So, yeah, the observer with the with the carnations with the tosses that's going to upset someone. And then the last thing was uh, three um, storms with a spiral two missile upgrade. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, why why would you not pay the single point to get them the spiral two rather than the the standard uh, loadout they come with? So that, that um, gets you your, your heavy armor solutions. It, it, yeah, it does. It's it, admittedly it's in a small platoon that. Um, could evaporate at any moment but um, the other thing I am concerned about is I did look at it and there seems to be a lot of light, uh, like Eddie said a lot of lighter armour you know, I saw the, the Spam T-72 lists uh, not T-72 the Spam T-55 or you know, um, I'm just thinking what Alex took as well um, which was all Bradley's but you know I don't think you want to invest too heavily in something that can take out I think you need to have something that answers that, you know, T80 question, but investing a ton of points doing it, I don't know if that's the right way forward. So, yeah, that's it. I think it's, I think it's probably a more defensive looking list, Um, but there's certainly ways that you can attack with it. And I don't think um, anyone wants that number of AK stands running towards them (laughs) with RPGs. No, not, not, certainly not Firepower 2 RPGs as a, yeah, five pound two RPGs. Were they IT nineteen? Uh, I think they're higher than that, weren't they? Um, I thought they were nineteen. Come on, set. Uh, Where's it? Uh, they are so that the uh, sorry, eight tank nineteen, five power yep. two. Yep. So do you yeah. use four inches of range though? They do. They do, but they're mainly there as a deterrent to stop being assaulted, yeah, or for me sure. to go hunting with them rather than. I, I was looking at it going, mm, yeah, twelve's nice, but. 
12 just also lures you into the sense of security of firing at 12 inches mm -hmm. um, when potentially you might not want to be. And I've got that many um, ATGWs off the BMP2s. Uh, I think I'm quite comfortable with the fact that they need to add in as well. Yeah. But yeah, that that's kind of the, the 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 problem it's got is in terms of reserves. I'm I'm not sure how you get a, a sensible number of things in reserve um, because it's all quite cheap. I think you'd end up having to put one company because uh, they're 28 points each. Oh, the tanks in, into reserves. Yeah, the tanks 2017. Um, the toss you might not need to have on the table, especially if you're defending. So um, they could go in and they're 10 points. But yeah, it's you know I, that's something I have to sit down and work out and go. Um, this is what I'm going to put in. This is not what you know. This has to stay out of reserve. But I mean, the other thing that does scare me is I only have the Gaskins and Shilkers as anti-air, and if someone goes really heavy on air, that could really upset me. Um, the BMP twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are only helicopter, but yeah, I I still think. It, it might get overwhelming at that point, but yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't quite squeeze in anything. It's it's one of those things again, where if you want everything, you almost can't afford it. Even at 105, I know it's only five points more than sort of the, the top end we've been playing at, but wow. it does really evaporate really quickly. I was surprised actually. Yeah. And speaking of heavy air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I haven't painted all those Heinz. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd revisit the um, Soviet leaf blower list that was briefly popular for quite a while um, and try and fix the issues that the leaf blowers had, which was mainly trying to deal with dug-in infantry because they just don't pack a lot of punch. So the list is based around an Afghanistan force, which is, um, as people know, that gives you basically two to three infantry platoons, two to three high platoons, so I went for, um, obviously HQ, AK-74. I then went for two air assault companies, both at medium strength. So that's seven AK teams and six RPG teams each, plus two PKMs. They've each got an AT-4 spigot missile in there, which gives them an anti-tank 19 um, missile fire. Each got an SA-14. That's pretty much the only sort of information anti-air I get. And they've both been upgraded to have the RPG-7VR anti-tank missile because this fixes one of the problems that the, um, the Afghanistan had was trying to dig out infantry. Because obviously, previously, all you had were um, your Firepower 4 RPGs and your Firepower 5 AK teams. Yeah. What we get now is a Firepower 2 RPG team. So if you can land the hits, it will dig people out. Yeah, it sticks. Yeah, with six RPGs firing, you know, one of them's going to land a hit each turn. So, I then got um, all three hind companies. <laughs> so that's twelve hinds. Um, I only went for the eighty-six variant because, I, I, the eighty-nine variant, you just don't need that head-on shot with a hind. You get in the flanks and fire into the flanks. Cause you've got a moving fire missile. It's um, it's it's good for the storm. I just don't think it's essential for the for the actual um, hind. Okay. So that's yeah, the formation. We, yeah. I think we went over that when we talked about the um, the new book, didn't we? Yeah. So that's the for, that's the formation that comes in at sixty seven points. So in reserves, because the Amsterdam has to be on the table, um, 
before before um, to, it can't go in reserve unless there's you no know, nothing else. I'll have both companies on HQ and two platoons of Heinz on table, and then all my support and one platoon of Heinz will be in reserve. Jeez. So I'm going to try and attack as often as I can and try and avoid reserves <laughs> as much as possible. But yeah. So the actual support section is quite a lot of stuff in it because I say there's not much in the formation. I've got four BMP2s, which are basically standing in for the BMD2, the little um, infantry fighting vehicle. Yep. I've got four SA9 Gaskins because I believe they were designed to be parachute dropped and so we're in the actual support for their um, airborne units. And that'll give me a bit more anti-aircraft, which again wasn't something you really had the option of previously. Um, four C25 frog feet, because um, yeah, my keep going, that's essential part of the actual um, leaf blur. I didn't go with six simply because I wanted to get a bit more support elsewhere, namely in the form of six T62Ms. Okay. Because this is this is the other part of the actual um, solution. Was it's very hard to get tank support into Afghanistan because your formation uses it all up so quickly. Yeah. But that T62 yeah. is at a nice price point. So six of them are 13 points. Yeah. And as long as I can keep them alive, okay. like, it's got, you know, it's giving me a brutal direct fire weapon that with the anti-tank upgrade can also shoot out a decent missile at range if I need to. So it boosts my anti-tank ability as well. Um, so those guys be basically a vanguard arriving off table. I then got finally to use my last point, kind of awkward point. I am two spandrels. Okay. Oh yeah, because three's three's um two points, two isn't points, it? Yeah. yeah. Two, two's one. It's a little bit of a weird unit. It'll probably cost me a victory point to get evaporated, but it gives me a couple of extra anti tank shots, which is always handy. Yeah, it's not to be sneezed though, is it? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I think what I said big. Go. No, I was going to say, what do you think of that, Eddie? It's a lot of bits. <laughs> it's very bitty, yes. Yeah. So it's all, and, and like you know, it's the it's the reserves or or Wobatide delayed reserves. Well, yeah, I'm also going to try and avoid the defending, which cuts out most of those missions where that comes in. But yeah. I, th- I think when we were talking about it, I think you summed it up um, right in that it's going to absolutely trolley some things because it can't handle that amount of air all at once. And other things, it's just going to bounce off. Yep. And I think that's that's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? It's just how, um, how if you go heavy in air support, how that's going to work. So I think a lot of NATO heavy armor lists will struggle because they don't have as much AA. So I mean, what you try and do, you helicopters tend to loiter until a turn you get the C-25s turn up. Yep. And, and then, then you go. bring everything on at the same turn to just overwhelm the air defence. And your priority target is that air defence, because once that's gone, you've got free range, just rain destruction down the rest of the table. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that. my poor little blowpipe teams for my um, Dutch and, and the, <laughs> the, the associated Gepards would be, yeah, yeah, bricking it slightly up until the point everything arrives and then it's just all, you know, all hell for leather. But... I, th- I think you've got to have, yeah, you've got to have those SUs in there. You've got to have them because they're the real meaty punch, aren't they? Yeah. I, th- I think that's scary. I mean, the other thing yeah. is it's not going to be an awful lot on the table to start with, potentially, either, is there, if you're attacking? No, I think it's really be the infantry. Um, yeah. I did play around with the idea of having two, 
one medium-sized infantry company and two small ones yeah. that could ride in the hinds, but I just think they get a bit too vulnerable. Yeah. Well, you've also got to spend a turn then with your hinds doing something other than what you want them to do. Yeah. Essentially, you've got to land them and, you know, what what does that really give you? I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it just, I don't know, yeah. I don't know why you would, like, faff around with that. No. And the other thing is because they're smaller and you're playing in a competitive environment, like Eddie said, it's going to cost you a point at some point because, you know, they're going to get picked on and squashed. Mercilessly. <laughs> yeah. Your first one's free, but yeah, it's the next point. Yeah, but if you, you've got the, the little spandrel platoon, you've got, you know, stuff that's a bit, like you said, a bit bitty. Yeah. Do, do, do helicopters and, and the planes count for the platoon loss? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I don't, I don't. I've not played with enough for it to to matter, but um, that'd be interesting. I, I think that's just, yeah. I think against some people that's going to be be absolutely terrifying. Rightly so. It's it's a very what paper scissors list, isn't it? You'll look cool though. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially the way Lee paints. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> tournaments play on six by four tables. It, it looks awful when it's all on there. Oh, because <laughs> it's just so hovering. Yeah. Well, the other thing you'll be able to, you, you might struggle to do as well is that thing we were talking about with the helicopters splitting up. Because it, again, it's quite a compact area, and yeah, the Soviet ones struggle because because they have a moving moving fire missile. They they get that penalty the plus one the hit penalty, um, penalty for moving out of command. Yeah. Those NATO ones don't worry about it because not, they're not generally not moving when they shoot. Mm. I like that. I like it as a list though. I yeah. think it's definitely an evolution of the leaf by the leaf. I think it's scarier than the original version, definitely. And those T sixty twos add add something that you got to consider as well as a player that you yeah. know you wouldn't traditionally have faced against the um, the Afghan Sea. And one of the options I got is I think if I drop the Gaskins, the Gaskins, the, one of the BMPs, and the Spandrels, I can probably squeeze in a seventh T62. Especially yeah. if I drop their missile upgrade, which, like you said, isn't as essential as it probably looks at the first glance. Well, it just depends on what you want to do with them. But yeah, the um, the, the I think the I think they're thirteen, seventeen. I think seventeen's um, yeah. six points. Um, sorry, seventeen points for seven. Yeah, like 13 yeah. points. Yeah, so I just need to find, yeah, the four points. Four. And you get two of that by dropping the missiles off them. Yeah, and so. then, drop, like I say, drop the, drop the um, spandrels, or the gaskins, sorry, drop the gaskins, and boom, there you are. Or well, could, drop the spandrels mm, and yep. drop the gaskins down to a half-size unit. Yeah, that's what I do, definitely. Yeah, 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 because yeah. the gaskins are quite handy, and they can sit at the back quite happily. Yeah. Whereas the, the spandrels, if, if you want to use them, they've probably got to be sticking their nose out somewhere. Yeah. No, that's a, yeah, like that. It's a bit terrifying that they're, they're able to drop them. To be honest, from a parachute. There's probably what you can drop from a parachute, as long as you, well, especially if you've got a very low regard for a property in life. <laughs> I was going to say, was that crude or was that uncrude? They dropped them. I know the so I know the BMDs dropped crude. <laughs> I'm not sure. If, I presume the spandrels would too. They basically get dropped to the pallet with lots of parachutes on. Yeah, and this is why they're super hard troops. 
Because you've got to be if you're going to drop out of a plane in a truck, essentially, or in an armored box. Armored truck, yeah. Mm. A brick. <laughs> armored brick, yeah. Yeah, so, but, so there, you, there you are, Bill. Um, I'm, he's probably sitting there going, what the hell are you guys yeah, What am I supposed yeah. to do with these useless things? <laughs> yeah. I've I got none you, of I this. I thought you guys go to like T-80s and hurricanes and stuff. It's like... <laughs> oh, T-80s. Yeah, no, I did toy with the idea of in T-80s, actually, because I think they're, they're definitely, they're, they're going to appear and they're going to be tough. They're going to be very tough. I just, yeah, I wouldn't. Eddie's just scared. I'm just scared of change. <laughs> um, an officer answers then the rest of the questions. Yeah. Um, so, thank you, um, yeah, thank you to everyone that asked them because there was quite a few again this time, wasn't there? Yeah. Free yeah. content, always good. Yep. From our Facebook page, if you haven't found your way over there, please do so. Breakthrough Assault, give us a like and a follow and a whatever. Makes my day, makes me happy on the metric. <laughs> um, Alex Anderson asks, Battlefront's increase in prices is an elephant in the room. How much are elephants now? That's a good question. Uh, oh, yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was toying with the idea of doing a including this anyway in a chat, but yeah, obviously, as we were all enjoying the, uh, the last Christmas sale, basically, um, they did announce it then, but the Battlefront prices have gone up on the MSRP, Manufacturer's Suggested Retail Price. So if you're in the UK, a box of five plastic tanks was £30, is now 35 Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I forgot it had happened. Yeah, so did I. And then and I, I was looking at stuff. Like, oh, oh, no, yeah. that is more. Um, it all kind of makes a bit of sense in terms of the way they've done it. So, you know, five plastic tanks, now 35 quid. Uh, four... A box four of four resin. plastic guns yeah. is 28. A box of four resin um, vehicles, like the AA, that's now £28 as well. Um, the the only one that I couldn't fathom was the four plastic vehicles over four resin vehicles, I think. Because I think the resin ones were yeah, £1 more. I'm trying to find the platoon. That, that... Uh, yeah, so four plastic humours are £28. Four metal and resin mobile wagons are twenty nine pounds. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite work that that out, but mm. it does seem a bit of a strange. Just yeah, it just seemed odd. That was all. I, it wasn't anything wrong with it. I just yeah. thought, okay. I mean, be fair, a box of plastic tanks has been thirty quid for quite a while. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but point. rules of inflation, it should have been going up. You know, we're probably still below the inflation increase of what it yeah. should be. Well, if, it, I, I, if it was yeah. if it was GW, all these twenty eight and twenty seven pound things would just be thirty quid. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I can't. I honestly can't remember. I mean, we did talk about it about the. I'm not saying it's a great thing for people, but I, I couldn't remember the last time it had happened. So, yeah. I think know. the biggest. I'd say the biggest. I think the um, the other one to, to to mention as well is the books are now sixteen pounds each. Yeah, that because they were twelve before, weren't they? They were twelve, so that's a a bit that's of a, a jump. Bit of a heek. But then twelve yeah. was way underpriced for what you were getting. Uh, yeah, because when you used to get them sort of from a, your friendly local gaming store, that twelve pounds became like you know ten pound eighty. Yeah, but at the same time, the books were much thinner then as well. 
I don't mind that. You think about the first, if you look at the mid-war books compared to the late-war compendiums. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind the, a thin book. The books are entirely optional as far as I'm, I'm concerned because the cards, um, because of everything that they, they did with the, point, the points on there. So if you wanted books, happy they days. They make it too much like magic, Duncan. Do they? About, that's what someone's complaining about. Oh, the cards make the game too much like Magic the Gathering. I was like, mate, you've not played Magic the Gathering. If you think it's no. like that, <laughs> <laughs> you say someone, someone's Jesus flipped the table. Then, or <laughs> did I miss something? No, I, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I like the fact that both exist because it, more choice is always better than less. There, yeah. there you go. But um, yeah, um, so yeah, so things have gone up. You, you know, different retailers will put them up as the stock runs out at different times. I would I would say though they're still that's still competitive in terms of I think other products. Oh, very much so. I mean, I don't I don't think it's dramatically cheaper to go elsewhere, and in fact, sometimes I don't think it's cheaper at all. Spending twenty two pounds to buy a plastic Primaris Tech Marine, it's kind of well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Ooh. Hit the beach. Yeah. Forty two. Instead of 35? 35, yeah. Yeah. Still worth it. Still, <laughs> it's still an absolute bargain at that price. Oh, answer to my original question, elephants are now £16.50 for two... Okay. They were 14? Death before? resin. Were they 14 before? It's or like a 16? pound extra a tank. Yeah, okay. Um, Aeroplanes are now 20 quid. Uh, uh. How much? Are, how much are the Art Star Army sets? Are they, That's have what they I was gone looking up? for. I'm getting there. Uh, so the the new German starter tank hunter camp group is now eighty pounds with seventy five. Okay, oh, so see, still an insane good deal. Yeah, that's that's. Even in fact, it's it's good, even better. Yeah, because it's going to put five of the same as the tank platoons. So a, two bits in the boxes and got bits of everything in there. Yeah, I think that's that's still it's so pretty. <laughs> That's still banging value. So flat. <laughs> did, I t- did I tell you about before Christmas where I decided to buy one of the Soviet army box sets rather than buying a platoon of IS-2s? <laughs> no. Oh, my. oh yeah. Duncan, my son, you have you have finally learned the lesson. Yeah, because I was looking at it going, well, the, 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 yeah, the IS-2 box set's 30 quid and the, the box, the, you know, the, the starter set had four of them in rather than five and it was 56. And I was like, well... <laughs> Upsold yourself, please. People have well, a boat in no time. Well, exactly. <laughs> but it was it was more like I was like, well, then I think it's got the SUs in it, and I was like, well, the SU seventy sixes, and I thought, mm, well, if I get the SU seventy sixes and the IS twos, which I was going to get anyway, then it's kind of like everything else is free. Everything else is free. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this was before you know we decided that name your figures. And, and this is probably why we decided. <laughs> why we decided no new figures because we yeah. were far too good to have these conversations with ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. My stuff hasn't arrived from before Christmas yet, so I'm looking forward to that because that'll be a nice surprise. I'm still waiting for um, um, some Bradleys and some Mech Infantry. We're all did yeah. when they started that plastic sale, the two for one thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they're having massive troubles getting stuff. In the oh country. no, I, I, I have tremendous sympathy because Malaysia's been shut down, and and actually, I think they've had problems with um even the the brexit deal stuff as well and just getting stuff 
chipped and God well, knows what. The, I mean, the fact people don't seem to realise is we took the opportunity to change all of our import duties. No, point. you you mean we stole something through on the back of something else we were doing? Well, we no, do it, it was going to happen because we had to set our own rules because obviously we no longer just followed the EU ones. There were rules. So, yeah, <laughs> rules and rates and stuff. Oh, mates so, rates. Always go mates rates. That's the best Always way. go mate rates, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, it is what it is. Oh, but, I mean, yeah, the hits isn't lovely. Oh, I just look lovely as well. All looks lovely. I, I, I'm not that, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's better not to have a price rise, obviously, but, you know. Yeah. So, you know. yeah, it, it's not, as, it's, it is what it is. Um, if you are a retailer out there, my advice is always put the price up as soon as the manufacturer does, because no one gives you any benefit for keeping the price artificially suppressed. It's a bit of business insider. Yeah, there we go. Eddie's insider trading. Yeah. Also, buy low, sell high. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a thing as well. Get stuck in Tamagotchis. That's going to be the next big thing. Tamagotchis? <laughs> um, back to the original question. Alex Anderson <laughs> asks, uh, do budget armies work? How well would they stick stack up against a tailored list? Uh by budget armies, do we mean like the things we've been doing with the you and whose armies and setting yourself a budget and then working to it? I don't. I, I think it means by getting the starter sets. Oh god, yeah. I still think... say hmm. by by buying two of the team Yankee Soviet starter sets is the best way of getting a decent army for yeah. the budget. I th- yeah, the, um, the the things like the US box set as well. We get Shermans. Shermans are useful. Um, yeah, and then the army deals as well. I I still think. For a hundred quid, you can get a pretty decent, well-rounded army. Yeah, with options. Uh, we, well, we like to say we we've proven that in the other podcast, like you say with the. Yeah. Um... Well, we actually set ourselves at one hundred and fifty, didn't we? And then realised that actually that was stupid because that was too easy. <laughs> so how, that, that... Would, how would those lists fare against someone who went out and just cherry picked units? Do you mean someone who's gone out and bought a load of L sixes? Well, that's the trouble, though, isn't it? The, the I, question really comes down to a tailored list, and it's a tailored list to towards what? Towards that points limit? I mean... I, I think... So, for example, like the, the Soviet starter box, we got T-80s, or the Soviet starter for Team Yankee. Um, perfect. Yep. Competitive, I think. Um, yep. You don't need to add tremendous... You can essentially pick and choose what you add in, because... Um, like we said, everything's kind of good, so you can choose what you want quite easily. I think, uh, I yeah, I think they're always a good starting point. They're never going to be as strong as if you look at what's good, quote unquote good, and then decide to buy all of that because that's not you know you're not going to get not, everything it, in those starting boxes. It's not point, but also I think the thing people really miss is that different lists do. Uh, have have a different sort of power band, so to speak. They do better things at different points lists, point points limits. Okay, yep. And I think that's one of the major things. Everyone says, "Oh, you know, this list is better than this list." And it's well, yeah, at a hundred points. But if you drop it down to 70, 60 points, all of a sudden you've lost the ability to take what makes that list good, quote unquote. And then you end up having to look at other ways that you can. 
add the value in there. And, and the same goes as well. Some some lists only work when you get to the 120 points. And, and what was good at 60 points is now just terrible and can't deal with it. Well, there's more of it. There's more of it, but it, but there's more of it, but you can't deal with it enough. Yeah. I still like the idea of doing that, that event where you had to have all the elements of a starter box. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I, I think what we said, we said was one, one starter box, one box, and one blister was what it came up with, wasn't it? Yeah, the Highlander format. Mm. There can only be one. That sounds awesome. Uh, we will do it one day when we can actually you know. Well, we can play games. The house. Yeah. Playing games. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, play games is a, is a pipe dream at the moment. Lee's right. Leave the houses, you know. I had a dream about my dice tower last night. It was weird. Uh, I don't know if we want to explore that. Wake, further. I, this feels... I could hear, I could hear the dice clattering. Oh, okay. That's not that's not where I thought that was going to go. Thank God for that. No, I, thought that was, yeah. I thought we were going to go Freudian there for a minute. <laughs> I woke up and my pillow was gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alex also asked, "Is mid war still best war?" And no, early war is best war. Oh, no, no. Yeah, honestly. Early war has gliders. Mid-war's got gliders if you want it. Yeah, that was good, though. I, I still like mid-war. I think there's I a lot of... There's still a little bang for your buck in mid-war. I keep part of me really... The old, the old over-ambitious hobby Ed is like, oh, just, just do your Italian army. Just get it all out. Get it all built and painted. You can do that. It's fine. <laughs> But what's the unambitious Ed saying? <sighs> Get one unit out, build and paint it. It's <laughs> still progress. At least unambitious Ed is still is still got like it's still making yeah. progress. I'm oh, still making progress on things. Yeah, I'm you know chipping away at stuff. But yeah, in, in your head, you, your my my hobby capabilities far outweigh my actual performance. <laughs> I think that's true of most people. There certainly, you know. Yeah, that's what keeps. That's you know, otherwise, it'd be dull. Games companies alive. Well, it's like yeah. my, 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 my January target was to do all 12 Heinz and the 625, so. <laughs> Plus those yeah, six that, I painted at the start of it. Yeah. But that was ridiculous. Oh, I was hoping the airbrushing would go a lot quicker than it did. But... <laughs> That's always the way. But airbrushes hate you, Lee. But they, they start off. What happens is they hate me right from the, word, from the get-go. Or they initially like me, alert me to a false of security, and halfway through, or something, stop. Yeah, they just decide to stop, and then the next day, just start working again. Well, a extra cleaning, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, Mid- midwar's still good. Midwar is still good. Yeah. I, especially, uh, yeah. especially if it's in theatre stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. Everything's mm-hmm. better in the theatre. Yep. Mm-hmm. Half the arguments people get into is all just a historical stuff. What Canadian historical? Eh? Yeah, we're big in Canada, don't you know? So that's why I don't like about my flags of war. It's not historical. Back in the day, when my historical list, I took to a blue on blue open book tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that work out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's some of the there, there is a lot. There was like I say, there's one of the posts on Facebook about people comparing V3 and V4, and there's so much rose tinted V3 posts unbelievable oh it's much more balanced oh you had to take historical formations oh you had to and it's like no, no you didn't no, no one did it just meant you, no one took any of the historical lists that weren't 100% competitive yeah, but what do you mean Eddie it wasn't historical to take a full battery of 25 pounders and five and a half inch guns and not move 
Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I have a spotting AOP. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> and, yeah. And have, I... Patton, have General Patton present personally on every other tabletop. <laughs> oh, no, I just I just like the fact that five and a half inch guns were firing over open sights. I mean, that must have happened all the time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was still good. I, yeah, it, I, I, <laughs> Eddie I comes full circle. Yeah. No, I don't regret P3. But the games no, no one regrets 3 the, the amount of games that you just kind of ended up grinding into a bloody paste of a stalemate to get a defender win. I, I, I did dislike that. That was one of the things I really disliked. Auto yeah, win. So We've run out of time. Auto win with mediocrity was the thing. Because like, yeah. you don't make a horrible, horrible mistake deploying your, you know, British paras with inbuilt everything. Or bulgier Americans with all, uh, all the bazookas, all the machine guns. So, yeah. I, uh, come at me, bro, kind of thing. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, look, you've killed that one stand right in the back that's not doing anything. But no, I'm going to machine gun that guy. That guy is firing rockets at me, please. Nope. No, he's still alive. Yeah, no, he's still going. Yeah. That guy over there's yeah, he's, he's got hit by a, I don't know, passing pigeon or something and fallen over. <laughs> yeah. It's tripped over. Yeah. Um, Mike Everest asks, what will come first? The Sergeant Slaughter hill turn with the Iron Shake special <laughs> objective or a restraining order for for, him, for Mike? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to go restraining order. No, I'm going to go with objective. I'm going to be positive. I really want one. I know, everyone wants one. A little one. WWF ring. Oh. <laughs> or you could do two and put them together. I, th- I still think that's the ultimate one. We we talked about this having two, Can one you... with um one with Sergeant yeah, Sergeant Death. Slaughter. No, you can't say Slaughter. They're very litigious. Oh, oh, oh gosh. This um... man is just like counting up. It's called the yeah. order as we speak. Vincent oh, okay, Kennedy okay, okay. McMahon. Major Bain. Yeah. yeah. And the um. The iron, steel, the steel, iron, 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 yeah, the steel Arab. Well, no, Ooh, no, that same. sounds bad. That sounds bad. The ferrous, the ferrous, <laughs> ferrous Arabus. the ferrous shah, the ferrous the steel shah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you could. Or yeah. no, no, because that's on one, and then I think you need, um, you know, uh, Mister Mister America on the other base. So you got both of them. You got the the Sergeant Slaughter heel turn on one, and the um. Yeah, American hero on the other. The penultimate warrior. <laughs> the penultimate. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking more of uh, either a uh, actually not Hulk Hogan. It was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, wasn't it? Yeah. Wandering around with his waving his flag and just going ho yes. at everyone. And you're like, okay, Woo! anything else? Ho! Well done. Yep. Uh, I think that that would be awesome. But if you had to, so what you should, yeah, that would be amazing. Half a ring on one that lines up with yeah. half a ring on the other. Exactly. And then during the game, if you deploy them next to each other, it, you get a special command card. Oh no, because if you put them next to each other, like surely, like they would cancel each other out at that point. You'd have like a kind of no, because you, you put them together to make the one complete ring. Yeah. On the board, and then that gets you a special command card. That just says because 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 you're 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 being completely uncompetitive by putting your objectives in the same next door to each other yeah. but you get a cool benefit bonus you know I don't it would know. work for team yankee and like halfway through it, the undertaker you know. rides into your opponent's objective and starts 
Just tombstoning everyone. Attacking. <laughs> Why is that standard? Well, no, it'd be throwing people off a building, wouldn't it? It'd be like a convenience store and you just throw someone off. <laughs> um, yeah, but we all know it's going to be a restraining order for Mike. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> Not, not, not because the objective won't come out. It's because the objective will come out, and he'll still keep asking for it. Yeah, he'll just ask for another one. He'll just switch, yeah. change rails. That will be it. <laughs> you know, I'm still um, not satisfied. Yeah, but seriously, I deal with no objective. Um, serious question though, for Mike: in a bucket yes. list of V4 releases, what's the thing you want the most? Ooh. He does then go on to say, and if it's not early war British expeditionary force in French, then why not? Because it's gliders to land on the oh. on the early war front. So Eddie's is gliders. I think we've established that. If you're early war, early war, early war British desert, of course. Oh, that is good. Yeah, I get my New Zealanders out with their rubbish Hodgkisses, run round and persecute Italians. <laughs> it was it was fun painting those early war models. I'm not gonna lie. Um, what would I have for a minute? Um. What do I? Th- what do we think that we're not going to see? I suppose that's because if it's wish listing, it's just like bucket list. Yeah. Well, I got twenty first Panzer, so I was pretty happy about that. Anyway, I was a bit worried that that wasn't going to happen. Um, oh, I see. Sorry, I was just thinking of early war wish list. No, he was just saying. Um, oh. I think he was giving that as an example, but yeah, he yeah was, just generally. Like I've just reread it and gone. Oh, if I could have anything. Yeah, Italy. Uh, there we go. An Italian booklet. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. A market garden uh, booklet. Mark, yeah. Market garden because it's got gliders in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'd, I'd quite like. I, I think I don't think it's going to happen, but I would quite like to see. Um, I talked about it last time in the progression stuff, but the uh, a focus on Hungary. Do a lot more on the Hungarian battles. Yeah. Cause, I mean, obviously, the Hungarians will be getting their list soon, but you're right. Yep. The actual German element would be, could, could be explored in a lot more detail. I want Burma. Burma? Well, not, not right now. Not right no. now. No. Thanks. No. no. Well, hmm. Oh, oh, wait, that's another GCHQ uh, desk we're on. Well, Bur- Burma, yeah. <laughs> Mediation desk. Hi, guys. Yeah. Do you want yeah, a Nobel oh. Peace Prize, Eddie? Is that what you're looking for? Sorry? A Nobel Peace Prize. You, I mean, yeah, you're under house arrest as it is, no, but, you know. You know, they've forgotten war. Yeah, it, yeah. It'd be great to see that getting some... Uh, yeah, uh, not it'd be hard on. to do, but that's a wish list, and I don't have to make it, so... I think you could have a Major Tom figure then, couldn't you? Or Captain Tom, sorry. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Stephen Brew asks, I already have armies of Flames of War, Great War, Nam, and Team Yankee, but he has never played the Fate of a Nation time period. Why should he stop playing it? Sorry, I can't get any higher pitch than that. Yeah. Oh, no, my, you, you just set off all the alarms on my laptop. Have I? Oh, excellent. Try that again. Um, <laughs> why? Why? It's, it's still the best best system they've built. It's just insane. It's so well balanced. Whoever the guys who wrote that were on like genius. Yeah, they were on like mental level genius. 
They had a, they oh, had it on hard by, mode. It's helped. It's helped by the actual constituents of the component of the conflict themselves. In yeah, but I think that each side kind of so only right. one because they hit the other side first. But they got it so right. My thing, the thing I've, I've always found playing those battles. I know we had some problems with the T thirty fours. I know I acknowledge that and. That you know, we were taking it to the, the power level extreme there, so things oh, always yeah. start happening. Yeah. Start going to extremes, but but just generally, those battles have always felt like I don't think we've ever played one that's not felt like you're in it as well. True. There's no, yeah. Um, yeah. There's always there's they're so finely balanced, and the, the fortuitously seem to work um, universally. And I think actually as well, if you look what we were talking about. Um, in terms of the ranges and stuff, there's not much that's missing. Yeah. I mean, you've got stuff like the weird um, SU, uh, not sorry, SU, the weird T-34 Egyptian thing where they stuck the 100mm gun on it and that oh, kind of yeah. stuff, but it's very complete ranges as well. To be honest, that looks like it will just break every time you put it in a game's case anyway. <laughs> it just, it's, it's a terrifying looking, looking piece of kit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just that, that level of... Um, Holistically, it's it's its own thing. It stands stands by itself, and it's uh, and it's also fast and aggressive. Yes, yeah, it's got it's it's and also um, things happen because yeah. it is that kind of period we talked about Cuts, before where fast. stuff yeah explodes all over the place because the gun technologies yeah outstrips the armor. So um, for the most part, until something big and heavy comes around the corner, then you go. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but even the macaques, like when we played with them, they're not they're not superstars. No, no, no. They're still they're hard to kill, but they're still killable. It's not like a king tiger from yeah. the front when nothing can hurt it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited for the bulge. Pardon? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, and he also asked, "Could we tell him quickly about the different play styles of the different nations?" Yes, I mean obviously it's you know, the Arab nations all play relatively the same. Um, we, we obviously we, we, the thing is we haven't really done much of it because we've done this Egyptians versus Israelis. We haven't really sort of dipped Bronx into the Danians or the Syrians. Uh, yeah, and the, Syrians... the first the, the first thing really is to just is to acknowledge the fact that you've got early fate and then you've got late fate. So you've got the Six Day War. Yeah, and Yom Kippur. Yeah, they. The nations evolve between the two, mm. especially the Syrians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you go just for your strictly early fate, you know, six day war stuff, I, I which I think we would all recommend that you that there's yeah. I can't I don't know if they're still out there, but there is the Facebook Facebook group for um, Fate of a Nation had they had some um, spreadsheets where the guys that actually wrote it shared. What, about what, yeah, was in, what periods? Yeah. yeah, what's what's right for which war? Yeah, and actually, yeah, staying inside those periods helps a lot. Yeah, because yeah. like I said, the T thirty four versus Magak was really sort of going outside of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I imagine it'd be the same if you had the BMP ones rocking up and you know hitting a um, oh god, Magak three. Yeah, exactly, or something like that. You know, it's it's a different different kettle of fish, but um. Yeah, so yeah, pick, pick your period, pick your force. Um, you're right, it's probably a, a binary choice at that point between Israeli and, and some Arab state. So, yeah. I mean, so there are some, some small differences between the Arabs. I mean, the, the, the Syrians have bugger all skill because they're, they're skill six but are fearless. So they tend to be a bit more, a bit harder to break in a fight. Yep. 
So they really, they really benefit like a more of a static, like a static force or a or all all guts no glory tank force where you just you know, plow forward and take the casualties. Um, for Jordanian, Jordanians are kind of in a weird spot where they got all the all the same kit as the Israelis, but with the same sort of stats as the Egyptians. Yeah, they've got quite a westernised um, military, haven't they? At that point. Yes, yeah, so if you want to have uh, sort of you know, like the M the M forty eight. M48s and their um, Centurions, but not play Israelis, and that's the way to go with those guys. And they got they got cool looking infantry because they got British uniforms, haven't they? So you've yeah, got British guys running ones. around with uh, World War Two helmets on. Yes, yeah. Um, and then the Egyptians are sort of like going the other way, where they have generally cheap but cheerless troops, but stuff like the Thunderbolts and a bit of colour to that. Yeah, they're awesome. And the Israelis sort of play like a weird combination of American and American Germans into World War Two American and Germans. I'm not sure you can say that, can you? Well, there's like a lot of, lot of G- G- Germanic Jews. Not right but, but yeah, um, they... yeah. I, th- I think that's in a nutshell. They're, they're, it's a very, very good system. So yeah, pick pick your time period. Decide whether you want to play Israeli or Arab states, and then. Um, Pick your flavour. Yeah, and if you like painting horde armies, <laughs> well, the Syrians, are, are, yeah, they they got some weird it camera. Can, with... It can get a bit ridiculous if when, you if you're yeah. going if you go full horde, uh, or so if you yeah. just carry on experimenting with different formations. What, like, yeah. Make a collection as opposed to just an army. Yeah. No one does that. No hobbyist does that, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm so excited. For 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 anything in particular, or just, or just, we just moved on to general excitement now. General excitement. Okay. Playing games again, but remembering how good our Fate of a Nation games were in particular, and being like, oh, getting those guys finished up. I yep. think we have said previously that um, when we actually can first start playing games, it's nice thing. The first thing we're doing is a favorite nation, some favorite nation games. Just to... it's just so good. It's just so good. Yeah, too good. Uh, top fan Vincent Jifferson, <laughs> French Vincent. Uh, with my gaming group, we love version four, and we usually like to play without house rules. Mm-hmm. But we also love planes. <laughs> Mastermind heart. So we made one small rule change to make them more interesting to play. They arrive automatically every turn instead of needing the four up to come onto okay. the table. That's it's more fun for us since we can play with our flying toys every turn. Any opinions about that? And does our gaming group have house rules that we'd like to share? I think that's quite a cool idea. I think that's amazing provided that both your opponent knows that when they make their army list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that makes putting it in the anti-aircraft that kind of thing a lot more essential than it normally is. Uh, it's definitely interesting because the, the, the thing about planes is that you, they, they don't turn up when you want them to in, ever. Oh. I think that's a universal. Like when we play that big game at Mike's Barn and the, and the yeah. RAF Hurricanes turn precisely once in the entire... Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Said, stay out painting that second hurricane and just put <laughs> P40 instead. I would have been really pissed because <laughs> I had the one. I've got the one hurricane. Um, it was actually a present from one of my friends from years and years ago. It's a secret Santa. 
oh, years and years. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then, so I had the one hurricane of cannons, and I started rapidly building and painting a second one, but then ran out of time and just went, oh, I've got P40s and it's an aeroplane, you know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and I wasn't using them as well, so I was like, it's Mike, you can use whatever. And he, <laughs> and he can like it, you know, how dare he be a gracious host. Um, yeah, and then, like, so then it, didn't it, turn it up turned up once. Mm. I, I think it'd be interesting to get to sit, uh, to, I'm just trying to think about the points cost because obviously they must factor in a 50% you know turn up rate into the points cost I would think yeah but then what you do is as long as both sides have access to planes that balances it out oh yeah. Uh, yeah okay yep and then yeah, right. if you really love planes as much as I love planes you could then say okay you can have your planes turn up but then you give their their guns essentially Team Yankee anti air ratings, and your planes stay on the board. Mm, okay, so you can just shoot them whenever. Yeah, well, you can shoot them at each other. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so you can actually dogfight in. Okay, that'd yeah. be quite interesting. So you can sit there and go, okay, well, you've got I, I've got the crappier, I've brought the fighter bomber as opposed to just the the bomber. So you know, option. I've brought the Italians. Oh, with the <laughs> the biplane. You brought a biplane to a <laughs> air war. <laughs> you brought a biplane to the Battle of Britain. Crazy. I, I think that's quite an interesting. Like you said, as long as everyone knows what's going on, there's no problem. Yeah. And actually, you're right. And that's if it, that's if it's a great. Both sides. It's a great, a great way to get AA units on the, in the game again. Well, actually, firing at aeroplanes as well, rather than just running yeah. around shooting infantry and being annoying. Yeah. Also, I mean things like your 88s. If you're taking flak 36s, you've got to decide what they what they're doing. Yeah, you never, than, you never fly yeah. a flak 36 at an airplane, wouldn't you? Unless there's literally nothing else to shoot, and even mm. then, you're probably better off remaining on the ground. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiled all the fun. I mean, that oh, said, Clacker did shoot down. Was it Graham Clacker at last Carivery? Shot down my AOP. <laughs> no, no, no! One of my P thirty eights with a, a, a flag thirty six. <laughs> Brilliant! I was, like, I was like, "You never do that." He goes, "Oh yeah, well we'll see." Rolled a dice, got a six. Uh, <laughs> take it off! Bang! No. It's all right. I passed the set. Oh no, I found the save. Oh, dead. Oh, dear God. Yeah, that's really cool. That worked really well. What, what about house rules? Have we got? I don't think we. I don't know if we got any house rules. Have we? I think the house rule we got is your. Um... Maverick, Maverick Cobras. Oh yeah, yeah, Maverick missile Cobras. Um, I can't think of anything else actually. Okay. I mean, we've done stuff like you know having stuff that's not truly what it is, but represented by something that near as damn it. You know, um, we've done that with the U three hundred fours. So that's the um, the two centimeter armed uh, AA for my twenty first Panzer. There isn't a card for that, but there is one for. Funny enough, a two centimeter armored uh, oh, cloth yeah. track. We've done, yeah. we've done a so, proxies. It's, yeah, it's proxies is fine. I can't think of anything house rolling we've actually done that, that we've actually said no. That's that's we're not going to play it like that. Or we're going to play it like in this particular way. It must be one of the few rule sets that, um, yeah, that I've not had something that has popped up with that. There is something in the back of my mind that I can't think of now that we kind of went. Uh, maybe we should play it that way, but it doesn't make as much sense. 
but I can't think of what that is right now. So it's not obviously not important. Yeah, it's probably quite a corner case. There's nothing that I think we we play a lot that that has that. Yeah. Uh, so no, yeah. I mean, it's all fairly. We'll have a think. Have, have a, a think. think. Um, top fan Robert uh, Rob J Webb asks uh, a question for the boys. Question mark. Hello. Uh, in the Empire of the Sun, how did Christian Bale's character know it was a P fifty one Mustang? He says, "Keep up the good work." Thank you very much, Rob. Oh so, my gosh! I think so. I was thinking about this because it's actually it's a good question. I think it's a good question. But he, it's the fact he calls it a Calac of the Skies makes me think he he probably picked it up from the from the American prisoners of war that he, he talks to in the um, yeah, in the camp. They probably see. I was thinking that. I thought that that was my answer. Uh, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know the scene, Emperor of the Sun. If you like um, Ray Ray Mark Hanna and Hoof Proudfoot beating up an airfield at about 20 feet is yeah 51 mustangs um and dropping and skid skid bombing fake uh 500 pound bombs through the doors of hangars it's absolutely incredible bit of footage i'll i'll, just, I'll show the youtube video but I, oh, I, I, yeah. to, man. I mean you've just got to watch it and it's just absolutely incredible it's only good bit of hell <laughs> uh yeah i i can see what spielberg was trying to do for the rest of it um, it's, 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 it's a bit. It's a bit where he sees the flash from Blade, uh, Nagasaki from Shanghai, which kind of goes, oh what? yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> at that point, it's all a bit PTSD, off in the La La Land. But um, <laughs> no, in, I mean, any, the, the, any professional opinion, that was filmed. The, the back to the cool bit, which is the Mustangs. That was filmed down in the south of France. What was it? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And they they flew. They flew the fifth. The, it's old flying company and the fighter collections P51s down there and repainted them in historically accurate color schemes. Yeah. Um, and I read, I read an article by the, the younger of the Hannah, um, the Hannahs, which was Mark Hannah, wrote an article about his experience filming it with his dad and uh, with uh, Lee Proudfoot. And he says they joked, they joked about the, how the fact that, um, not Lee Proudfoot, who's Proudfoot, um, they were both quite old. So Mark Hanna, sorry, Ray Hanna and um, Proudfoot were both quite old. Um, and in one of the scenes, the pilot has to fly by and wave at Christian Bale's characters. Mm-hmm. So they assumed that it would just be the younger of the of normal Mark. But Spielberg actually picked out Ray Hanna, which is why we've got like a 50-year-old P-51 Mustang pilot. Just one more mission. Just one more mission, yeah. Um, but no, the flying's absolutely incredible. Um, so well, back to the actual question. How did yeah, so what P-51? was the question? <laughs> How did they know it was a P-51? See, you'd think that, yes, the Americans would have known about it, but then that, that doesn't work for the timescale of getting shot down, captured, and in the movie, how long the American airmen are there, at least the ones that you see... And how long they've been in that camp? See, so the other thing is the P fifty one did appear in nineteen forty one, and he get and and Shanghai gets you know, taken over in about nineteen forty one. So it's possible he might that um, young Christian Bale character might have seen an article in the newspaper. Oh, okay. I thought it was quite a quick development turnaround. Well, it is, yeah, but it came out and it came out about nineteen forty one, isn't it? Nineteen forty two. I can't remember when, when Shanghai gets, but I, I still think the American part, the American capture American parts, is the best way of doing it. 
Yeah, it, it, it does make sense because he hangs around with them that much. If that's the way he knows. And I think the whole Cadillac of the Sky thing comes from that film. Yeah. It wasn't a, a saying before, if I remember correctly. If I recall correctly. But yeah, great aeroplane. Lavender flow wing, lovely. Mm-hmm. Naka aerofoils. Oh, oh, there's no oh. little wing nonsense. Yeah, you've got me going, Rob. Oh, dear God. Um, do you know what makes the howling noise? The, the custom P51 howl? Is that, yeah, the, the, the cowling on the bottom for the radiator. It's not, it's the gun ports. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, they staggered backwards. It's the inside gun ports because a guy, a guy, I saw a YouTube video of a guy who owns one. He goes, Everyone asks me how this thing makes a goddamn noise. They don't ask me about how much it costs to keep it running or how much effort I put in or how much it, <laughs> how much it takes to clean it. All they want to know is what makes it how. And he gets a compressed air um, hose and he goes, Look. And he blows it across the first gun port, nothing. Second gun port, nothing. And the last one, because they're recessed backwards to keep the feed trays clear of each other. Yeah. The last one's actually quite set far into the wing. So there's a big, there's a Coke can sized tube. When he blows across it, it goes, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what makes the noise. I Not that I like planes much at all. so quiet. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me talk about the aircraft. And, uh, exactly. I have no opinion nor insight to bring to this. Yeah, I want the, the, the air combat game they told us about, and I want more airplanes for it. I want a P-51 Mustang model. That'd be so cool. Oh, Korea with the, um, the strike <laughs> version. Oh, the, two, the, twi- the twin Mustang, yeah. Uh, well, that as well, but the, the fully loaded up um, air ground P-51s they had. The Fs with the, the the long rocket tubes and everything on it. Oh, oh, oh. Airplanes. Um, top fan Quentin Taylor asks for Flames of War. What are the tactical consider- considerations of laying out an infantry platoon in defence? What basic layout options do you tend to employ? Now, for me, my favourite tactical consideration is to always forget where your <laughs> tank stand is and put it in the least advantageous place yep. for when you get assaulted. So it'll be like, oh, it's fine. I've got a bazooka. Oh, wait, no, he's now, he has no line of sight because he's the other side of that wall that's too high. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite tricky. It depends on the size of the infantry platoon as well. Yeah, it depends on what you've got. But, um, yeah, anti-tank capability is certainly a consideration. Definitely. Yeah. So putting putting your anti tank weapon somewhere where it's within, um, it's whatever range it's got on its weapon of your teams, so that no matter if it comes from the left or the right or straight on, you're going to get it in defensive fire. Um. Also, don't forget that it doesn't your infantry platoon doesn't exist in isolation. Yeah. But there've been times where you can go okay. So I'm going to have one anti. You know, I'm going to have my bazooka over here on this edge because it gives me better coverage. But then I've got anti-tank guns or a tank platoon or tank destroyers that will get defensive fire if I position them half an inch closer on that side. Uh, yeah, that that changed in in the newer rule set, didn't it? And it, I think it changed for the the better. Yeah, in terms of the bubble. 
yeah, there's some interesting things that you can do to kind of help. Well, the, having a limited number of units that can actually be assaulted as well is quite can be quite handy. Mm. Like actually dictating where your opponent has to assault rather than necessarily where they might want to. Um, that's definitely a thing. I've done that right, before. If you're defending an objective, it's a set up ahead of the objective. So when you fall back, yes. you're still contesting the objective because it's a normal turn to that very way back. So. Yeah, don't don't set up on it or behind it because yes. you're pushed off and then you've lost. Well, actually, we, we were talking about this with the barrages and stuff, weren't we? Because obviously, repeat bombardments a thing. So actually, setting up one way or the other is actually quite handy. So even if you've got, you know, even if you set up behind the objective and then run forward onto it rather than setting up on it and letting someone have that repeat bombardment on turn one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, you oh, yeah. Can up, if you can set up beyond it, that's even better. If that makes sense. Yeah, but you shouldn't... Yeah, it's difficult to, to know because sometimes you don't want to do that because you'll stick yourself out in the open or... The, the, up that, the, the open is just as good as being in, in woods if you dug in. That's mm. the thing. You've got to kind of remap... Especially if you're a tank player, you've got to remap your brain and go, well, as long as I'm dug in, I'm concealed and in bulletproof cover, regardless of where I am. That is true. And you don't always need to necessarily be um, firing. Oh, no. So we've definitely yeah, yeah. talked about that. You know, Sometimes just sitting there with your head down is the best thing to do. So, just being definitely. there with your two-inch, don't come near me. Um, also, if you've got buildings... Especially if you've got Panzerfaust, <laughs> having stretching a stand out one way or the other, so it's in the building, may not seem like much, but if your opponent's got right up in your face with tanks and is sitting there trying to machine gun you, then as long as you're not shooting, you can assault the four inches. Oh uh, yeah, the, the tank hunter so, thing, isn't it? Yeah, Where so it's as long as that one stand is gone to ground, concealed in terrain. It can assault out without defensive fire from that tank. So there's been a couple of times where you've had to, because obviously you've not put, your opponent hopefully hasn't put his objectives right next to the buildings, which would have been nice for your infantry. It's going to be out in the open somewhere. But if you, sometimes you can have these sort of side threats of, of looping around them. Especially the way the Panzerfaust limited work, rules work oh, now, it makes it so much easier to do that. So good. I had real problems with a guy who knew how to run beast bum defenders with those and was just leaving stands out in the open and it also it just to stop dash as well that's the thing that one single stand of his platoon of nine he doesn't really care about but moving it out of command moving it forward i'm not going to waste my time shooting it but he's preventing me from dashing you know just having the occasional stand or observer or whatever spread out just slows you to having to move to tactical which then gave his um, dug in uh bunker turret things pack fronts extra couple of turns of plinking away at me which is really annoying <laughs> not that it scarred you or anything no no well, no i was just really impressive uh, i like most people was thinking oh infantry is not that great in version four and then got schooled and someone who knew how to use it and went oh, oh. no it's definitely still that, got a place that one cheap platoon is really hamstringing this platoon of 76 mil shermans like ouch. yeah ouch. and we'll continue to do so yeah, and we'll continue to do so and grind my attack to a halt. Um, the other thing is <laughs> if you've got an aggressive player with his tanks, just watch out for how many get bailed. 
Because there have been yeah. a couple of times where I've gone, I've been putting pressure on, putting pressure on, had an unlucky round with some light anti-tank guns, which has bailed three or four of my tank platoon. And all of a sudden the infantry's up out of running with foxholes towards me. And I'm like, oh, well, I've not got a chance to get back in now. And I've been captured. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I've got two, got four defensive fire dice, which isn't enough to stop him. <laughs> we got this, oh, no, we haven't got this, boys. Yeah, yeah. So it's always good to kind of sit there and think. Um, kind of fun to game out as well, you know. Set out, set out an objective, drive some tanks forward, roll the dice, and see what happens and see what works. You know, there is a little micro math hammer thing. Um, but definitely look at the terrain, see what you can use to your advantage. Yeah, if you can put some across a cross check between you and the enemy, that's always good because some of the tanks will you know, bog down. Yeah. So it's my top tip tat tactical things. Any you guys got any ideas? I think we covered a lot of a lot of things I, I tend to think about. Um I think the other thing is don't get drawn into defending buildings pointlessly. That's happened to me definitely before. Yeah, you, know, you think, Oh, there's a nice building here, I'm just gonna stick myself in it or a wood or something, yeah. Just because you just because you can counterattack doesn't mean you should. Yes. Sometimes no, lies. Just charge bayonets. You got they're giving you bayonets for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's obviously a tin opener. But well, falling back while you're still just before a break check is good. While falling back on, under a break check is bad. Well, <laughs> and just based on the team Yankee thing as well, don't be afraid to pull yourself out of danger. Yes. Don't 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 just because you're dug in. Don't think oh, the best option is to just stay in, dug in, like pulling back, reorganizing, resetting yourself. As long as it doesn't put you in a game losing position. Yeah. Some, you know, sometimes you have to sit there and suck it up, but quite a few times you can give yourself more options if you do move backwards or sideways. Yeah. Just move. Just move. Just get out. You know, you, you've got the mobility as infantry. Often you can run, you know, especially if you can fall back through a wood, whatever's chasing you. Yeah. And then redeploy. Cause actually we, uh, Everyone acknowledges things move faster in V4, yeah. so you can redeploy. It's not, you know, you're not stuck just sitting there wearing a barrage. You turn yeah, off the turn. by three wesps over and over and over again. Because yeah. it's very easy to get sucked into that. Very, very easy to just go, I'm, I'm here, I'm defending the objective. Yeah. Before you know it, your infantry is vaporized somehow. Well, yeah, because if no one's putting any pressure on that objective, the, the, what's, you, you, what are you defending? Just move backwards. Yeah, and he tries to rearrange in again, move back the other way. Yep. You know, obviously be careful with it and don't get caught out by some zip lining, you know, machine, yeah, you know, or aeroplanes. Yeah, armored cars or anything like that as well. Planes. Yeah, but... machine. <laughs> That's my favourite thing. Oh, I'm just going to move these guys over here. Oh, are you really? <laughs> but yeah, don't don't be don't be afraid to redeploy. I think or to consider redeploying certainly. It's not a no-brainer to just remain staunchly defending. <laughs> this is my hill, and I'm going to die on it for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Choose the hill you're going to die on carefully. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of an officer answers. Is it really? Right. Blimey. Forever. No. Sure. He's thinking about it, <laughs> and he's looking again. I thought I got them all.
That's fine. I, I, you probably have. I, 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 in my head, I, was, I thought it was a longer list than that, but yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, of course, we moved. Um, yeah. We moved bills into a whole section. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, it did spark off with me as well that whole um, favor nation thing because I said to Lee, uh, "Did we actually review the book? I can't remember actually going through and looking at everything. I think we did, but it's been such a while that it's actually I don't know. Time. Yeah. Oh, favour nation. Oh. Why are you Battlefronts? Singularly best game system. <laughs> and why haven't you been supported with, with plastic M48s yet? <laughs> why haven't you been supported by being on forces of war? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Come on, come on Battlefront. Yeah, come on. My spreadsheet is groaning. When Norm turned up, I was like, oh, wow, this is it. They're going to do fake next. And then... I'm not angry. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh no, I was, I was just going to say I'm not angry. I was oh, very, okay. I was very, <laughs> I got very zen about it. I'm not angry. It's fine. It's fine. However, we... my Thunderbolt camp- company is absolutely incandescent. <laughs> livid. I think that's the part my eight fours put on them, but uh... <laughs> yeah, sticky death. Hot sticky death. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Should we shoot and escape then? Well, we can, we can try, certainly. Yep. So, we got one of the custom dice, I believe, because I couldn't find the website, which is the Inquisition from 40k. No oh, the Inquisition. Yeah. Never expects a 40k Inquisition. They never RSVP, that's why. They never <laughs> ask what? They never RVS, RSVP. Oh. I thought you said something about peeing then. No, like... are, the, are the Inquisition coming to this party? We, we don't know. They didn't tell you one way or the other. They're very rude. They just turn up. Nobody didn't expect you here. Yeah, they they bought a bottle of Leapfrog Milch as well because it's cheap, and then they started drinking the good stuff straight away as well. <laughs> yeah, sods. Who bought this bottle of Blue Nun? Yeah, that's <laughs> the Adeptus Seritis, isn't it? Well, the, <laughs> a cold a cold Adeptus. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh. a limited edition mi- miniature right there, or a hookup. Did you know? Sorry, this is a really weird tangent, but did you know that there's a limited edition links at the moment? What attack, attack helicopter? Attack helicopter. I was like, no, no body, <laughs> body body spray for teenagers. My my brain went attack helicopter. No. So I did too. Yep. Went the Panzer two scout variant. Oh, you're then so it not went African game cat. African game cat. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a there's a limited edition Lynx body spray, and it is Marmite flavor. Oh God! And I think this is this is just. Where we're at now. This is this is what it's come to. This is what 2021 has come to. Yeast infections uh, apparently <laughs> being the thing that everyone wants to spray themselves with. <sighs> Unbelievable. Actually, there yeah. should be a limited edition links. Sorry, we completely derailed this conversation now. The Inquisition. I was just yeah, I was trying to think what the Inquisition skill check would be, but it'll obviously just be redacted. So. Well, yeah, redacted. <laughs> <Would it, laughs> It would depend on what they're trying to do. I mean, in this case, they're what, trying to shoot and scoop rather thing. than extract right. information. Yes, we passed it. <laughs> <laughs> what were we roll? Oh, yeah, that's true. I rolled a yep. six anyway, but yes. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't need to roll. Who's going to challenge you? You didn't roll that, did you? Uh, I'm sorry. Do you why like? Do you, why do you want to know if we passed or not? Yeah. Do you like being a? <laughs> do you like being a gunslave? A what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> says what? Yes. <laughs> a servitor says 
one zero one zero one one zero. No, it just says nothing. <laughs> it just says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Shame it's someone to exterminate it. Point yeah. <laughs> six to seventeen. Room four. And sit in the blue chair. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell virus bomb? <laughs> the art. Oh god, it's another GCHQ desk. <laughs> We've got it. What Games Workshops one? No virus bombs. Oh, is that something? It borrowed probably. Oh, he's now. Okay. Yeah, he's now. Oh, God. Hi. The Armored Train Wreck of a podcast you've been listening to was Shooter Scoot, the Blades of War podcast, and the team at Breakthrough Assault by Code UK. I was brought to you by support for medical and hobbies, Dice of War, and Redacted. I'm going to be really upset if I don't get a Christmas card now from GCHQ. <laughs> I think I've given enough good publicity for them. If they, if they, you know, it's a GCHQ of a Patreon. <laughs> I'm just thinking if they ever do like a, you know, a recruitment drive. Probably, is, generally, intelligence agencies don't like publicity. Yeah. <laughs> well, what if they got a headquarters then that everyone knows where it is?